Hello and welcome to Dawson's Weekly, hosted by Catherine and Katie, your already drunk host. <laughs> yeah. Katie's had a day of it. I was about to say, like, e to live in the UK at the moment, but then I realised no. over 50% of our listeners no. live in the US and it's not a whole my is not, No, 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 to be case, fair, we, we are, we're both seem to be equally trying to outdo each other in the, the shit storm that we can create. I know, yeah. And the but shit, without being too outing, I honestly. do work for the government, not at any kind of, not at any kind <laughs> of level where you would hate me, but where there is a direct impact on my work in terms of what's happening. And today has just been... A fucking shit show. I went, I took two yeah. days off. I went to see the Pixies in Manchester. got so drunk that my hangover lasted for like nearly 48 hours. Woke up this morning and I was like, oh, what, what day is it? What am I doing? And I was like, oh, fantastic. Half the cabinet's resigned and our prime minister's going. So yeah. I am drunk. Yeah, it's been, but not only that, but it's like one of the hottest days of the year yeah. as well. So we were supposed to record face to face tonight. And because fucking Boris Johnson, if he's not ruining something, everyone. Yeah, I do realise that, that he, I do realise that he's ruined time. a lot more than this and it's first world problems and all of that. And it, it you know, he has done quite a few really, <laughs> yeah, really, really bad things, but he's also stopped Catherine and I meeting face to face today. So fuck you, Boris. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, Sorry. These things um, matter, for, everyone. People, people who don't have my job would say fuck you, Boris. I will say um nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Let... But anyway, like we were supposed to do it face to face. We're not. I'll blame Boris no, Johnson. He's you been a wonderful to. prime um, minister so, who but... has done so much good. <laughs> I am really pleased that he's done the right thing and wish him the very best in whatever he does next. Um, there we go. <laughs> okay everyone welcome to Dawson's I know. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the today show politics. welcome to question time I think that UK and the US we always seem to be just kind of behind each other on how fucked up we can get politics wise so I, I do hope because we didn't really talk about it last episode but I do hope all our listeners in the US are okay people message just saying like I'm just so angry or like I feel really annoyed or I feel really upset and like we, we hear you and we we love you we're all we're in sorry. it together sadly we're absolutely we are all in it together um and yeah if you want someone to talk to who if you want someone <laughs> drunk to talk to you can certainly talk to us too See, I was about to go. If you want someone to talk no. to you, really if you want to hear, you but we're, if we're you want to hear some piss that might take your mind off things, where your people, if you want any kind of, you know, decent discourse, then we're probably not the right people. There'll be a forum somewhere for that. Yeah. Can I also say as well, the amount of messages we've got recently about, and, and it's sort of like on one hand, people, please be careful. And on the other hand, super flattered that so many people have said that they laugh so much at us, they almost crash their cars. And we've had so many messages about it recently. Careful people, but also this thanks. I know. Thanks so much. The Leo, the Leo in me would be really, really devastated can, if yeah. you got maimed. But part of me would also be like, that was me. Because it's, I'll be honest, it's See been a while since I've been a while since I've been a crash. So it's nice that I can still do it for completely different reasons now. <laughs> but anyway, Let's should we talk, talk about, about Dawson's Creek? Creek? So it'll be quite clear to people as we get into this episode that a we are already kind of pissed because it's it's hot in England and it's never hot in England. So every, when it's hot in England, people start drinking. Yeah, people like, just wake up and drink. That's what we do in England. Tinny for yeah, breakfast. absolutely. Breakfast fine. But also that there are things I really liked about this episode and things that 
fucking wound me up so much that at one point I paused and walked out of the room. Okay. And you got get another me about it, so I, yeah. you know where this was. Yeah, but like I, it just it um, irritated me so much that I just went no, like I just pressed pause and I just left the room. So it's a Percy centric episode, so I can't be mad at it overall. And anything where Joshua Jackson gets to like break out his absolutely amazing acting skills, and we get to like get a little bit more insight into Percy. And it's nothing new; we know this about Percy, but we get a bit more insight into him. And as always, Joshua Jackson is absolutely amazing. But Katie, I'm going to start on this. We're on season five, episode twelve, "The Tear of Percy." Katie, it's Percy's birthday. It is. Is it? Yeah, I know. Is it? Because I, if you recall, season two, episode two, which was clearly September, that was Percy's 16th birthday. We are after Christmas and we're I on. Mean, we, in, we do in work out these parents four. are so shit, they probably don't even know when his birthday is. So if anybody would like a really brief overview of uh, Taoism, the writers, I would suggest, would have been the first people who needed this, but it feels like they haven't bothered. But apparently the book was called The Te- Teaching, and I'm really sorry to everybody that I've offended trying to pronounce that. And it was basically sort of the seminal book on religious I love Taoism. the fact that it's the second episode on this that you decided to Google it. And they I divided it. Well. In, well, because I, I didn't understand. I understood the Taoism, but I didn't understand that it was divided into the Tao and the T. So the Tao yeah. is the way that things are. So that's Dawson, like, I've had a spliff, whatever will be, will be. And the T, apparently, or the tail is the power and virtue that comes from the attunement with the tau, tai, yes. tea, whatever. I, I said this. I don't think the writers researched any of this. Catherine said no, it episode, I, but also so. I got it last episode because there was some like sort of philosophical stuff. While I think it was a little bit bastardized and it didn't necessarily make a huge amount of sense, it was about philosophy. Yeah, this is the heart of it, and you can't have the tau really... without the tea. Or whatever, or the yin without yeah, the yin and all that which kind of so, thing. There were sort of some nice things about Darson and Percy, but this episode is not about Darson and Percy. This is very much this episode is about Darson and Percy, a separate and yeah, it's an episode about Percy, but I ju- I just think that they were just saying words, and there is a lot of saying words in this episode. And we, there's so. going to be a lot of saying words from us. We've already started saying words. So we I know we've already started saying words. Percy's birthday, and it is Percy's birthday. Joey wakes Percy up with a cake and I'm just like, that isn't how you wake your partner. That's not how you wake your partner up, especially if it's Percy on his birthday with a fucking shitty cake. And for whatever reason, he's just randomly sleeping on the couch as well. I don't get it. I don't understand. I needed to ask you about this. Yeah, I needed to. I don't, I couldn't I don't understand get it. it. He seems to be fair. He looks like he's in him and Gretchen's room, um, room, house, whatever the fuck it is. They are. He is. He is in her. Is there only Gretchen's one bedroom? House. Well, you know, in, I this, was, in this ramshackle mansion that they're living in. No, but when they show an outside shot of it later, it's a double story house. It's a two story house. I don't know what Americans call it, but it has maybe, like a maybe Gretchen's just like and me, and she's just floor. like I'm taking over it all with my clothes, little brother. Now fuck off. But yeah, he's fully clothed in bed, and Joey somehow snuck in and presented him with not a blowjob but a cake. And Percy's pissed off with this because he wouldn't be, and he tells <laughs> her to go away. And Joey's like, make a wish. Well, I would wish that your lips are on my dick right now, Joey. Okay. However, Percy, but you would, wouldn't you? You would, you would. You well, would. she says you've got to make a wish before I set the couch on fire, which if you set the couch on fire in a good way, Joe, 
I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. I mean, how long is she going to make him wait until he's like 50? And then she's finally like, guess what, Casey? Tonight's the night. And he's just like, I'm old and I've got fucking impotence. Fuck off. (laughs) So Joey is very much pushing the idea of celebrating his birthday and Pacey is very much not bothered. And it turns out that every birthday he's had since he was 10 has been a complete disaster. Not just a disaster. And this is where he employs quite a bit of hyperbole. He says it's been a gut-wrenching soul searching questing the universe kind of agony all right I'm gonna call bullshit on that person and Joey's like well at least you aren't being dramatic about it and I'm like hi Joey have you met this pot calls the kettle black a lot so Pacey illustrates with some examples about this gut-wrenching fucking horrificness that has been all of his birthdays. Question the gives, universe, he can, everyone. He can only give three examples. So the first one is his 12th birthday, where it was his I first mean, boy-girl party. So presumably there were like segregations of sexes until the one point when the sexes start to take interest in each other. I always have boys at my birthdays. Anyway, whatever. So apparently he ate so much pizza and ice cream, he puked on Justine Sherman, who was a girl he had a massive crush on. Not too dissimilar to Dawson's last birthday then. And everyone started to call him Pacey Pukey, and he now gets called that every birthday. I mean, this is harrowing stuff, people. I wasn't sure whether I should put a trigger warning on this or not. I know a lot of people have been through a lot of shit in your life, but have you been called Pacey Pukey? And then on his <laughs> the 16th birthday, as we all remember, he threw a party. I'm just going to no stop you. Up. I call bullshit on that. Loads of people turned up. What just he not means for his is, birthday. Yeah, but people like how do you know that people, people are there yeah. people did you there. did you go what around is, what are you here joey for? and dawson were too busy a dry humping to show up that's what he means <laughs> i just spilled wine in my God, do you remember that do you remember that i know I joey, don't. I've, joey I've, and I've dawson dry that. humping that was the episode where um dawson read joey's diary that was that episode was. but people did show up it was a massive massive thing because do you remember yeah. they had to clean up afterwards and Percy was it wearing was like, a bin bag do you remember yeah, that? It, was, it was complete like frat boy butt party birthday it looked cool if you like that sort of shite um, but it was also in his, September um, not and it was also <laughs> January or February you're not, you're not gonna let this one go are you I will not let it go no I will not honestly won't and then on his 14th birthday it was mauled by a dog so that's why he wants to skip it this year because he's had these awful birthdays, which he's named three mildly irritating ones. And Pacey says, look, we could just spend a quiet evening alone here and that would avert disaster. Well, and he embraces Joey and she promises him a quiet evening, just her and him. And you can tell by her face, she's lying her fucking tits off. And if this was roles reversed, Joey would be fucking fuming to the point of fucking whatever the mathematical term is. She would be fucking raging. But it's Joey, so she gets to do what she wants. Theme tune. Theme tune. Um, I will say this about Percy. I really believe, like, because I don't know if people know, but I was 40 recently, and I didn't want anything big, and I didn't want any big fanfare, and I didn't really want much going on. And I, I do think that that shit should be respected. I know Pacey's over dramatic. I'll take, I'll take. He is being dramatic. I <laughs> know you sent it directly to my house. Thank you very much. Anyway, yeah, I do think that Pacey should should be respected, and at that moment, Joey should have gone right. Okay, but you are right because any other character on this show would be fucking batshit about it. So then we've got Jack and Dawson. Bessie's Jack and Dawson. Jack and Dawson. Yeah, I was again, like, always with together, his new best friend. Happy. I thought they were together when they were just white people doing up houses or whatever that thing's from uh, South Park's called, but no, they're probably <laughs> best friends now. They are so Jack friends. Dawson if he's brimming with nervous anticipation. Okay. Because he's got his first date with Gretchen. And Dawson says he doesn't know if it's nervous anticipation or nervous terror. And Jack says he gets it, Pacey and Joey, do they, they, 
nor yet. And Dawson says that's not the issue. The issue is it's their first date since the kiss. Um, and Pacey and Joey will find out at some point if they ask or if Gretchen. I can't believe you've just brushed over something that Dawson says. Right, what Dawson says. I, right, I watch episodes now and I'm like, Kate, he's going to say something ridiculous about this. Dawson says he's terrified. I exist to surprise. <laughs> Dawson says he's terrified because it's the first day and he hasn't seen her since the kiss, so there's a massive build-up. Uh, maybe I just blanked that from my mind because I've just, yeah, no. I've, I've been I, so busy dealing with Grams's vagina. I put, <laughs> I put in brackets, I bet there is. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, fuck. Why would you do that? I feel really ill now. Thank you for well, that. Just, been a terrible day. I wonder if you just completely ignore anything to do with Dawson. So you're like, oh, that's yeah. to do with Dawson. Yeah, that's to do with Dawson. So I've, I'm not even going to make an innuendo. Not even in my brain. That is very, very true. But he's says he does say that Percy and Joy don't know and if they ask I'll tell them and I'm like and maybe Gretchen a, will tell them yeah or maybe Gretchen will tell it. them it's like that is it Dawson is it like that that's really really interesting because you were all about the fucking honesty at last episode and telling people what was going on and if only people had told you and now it's yeah. like if they ask I'll tell them funny because you didn't ask Percy and Joy maybe if you'd asked Percy and Joy they would have told you just saying where were we yeah, Jack says it's a great plan. Let me know how it goes. You and me both, Jack. You and me both. Yeah, please do. Please do tell us. So then we've got a Gretchen who is asking her brother and Joey what his birthday plans are. In their and massive, like, massive house. In that massive, massive house by the water with two stories. That house. Where oh, Percy so if you're going to have a party, why wouldn't you have it there? But whatever. And Joey says that they're probably just going to have a quiet night. And Gretchen's like, I can't believe he still thinks he's got a birthday curse on him. And Joey's like, yeah, but what can you do? So Pacey makes a big deal about going and putting some shoes on. Well, it's because he's looking through the post. Oh, he is looking through the post and looking a bit. He's looking Ill. through the post. He's looking through the post and he, he sort of stops. And Joey's like, what's going on? What's going on? And that's when he's like, I'm going to go and put some shoes on. I'm just going to go and put some shoes on. And the moment that Pacey is out of earshot probably his running shoes well i wouldn't blame him if i were percy i'd be straight out the door because it like no one in dawson's creek can lie effectively i don't know what that says about me but certainly um i'd be a bit more fucking subtle than this so he goes off to put shoes on and joey's straight in gretchen's face like what are you doing tonight and gretchen because as dawson pointed out well she would just tell people if she if yeah. they were she was asked she'd tell people but she'd tell people she asked gretchen goes nothing absolutely nothing why would you ask me that oh my god i'm doing nothing i have She's no literally oh, like a six form amdram play <laughs> she just you know because and i do this when i like i always get told off for this because instead of just like doing a basic lie i do like a layered lie so i lie and then I add additional layers to it and then more layers to it as well to kind of like, it's terrible and I do exactly the same thing. But yeah, Gretchen's like, um, I'm pathetic. I have no life. Gretchen, just say no or yes, whatever. Yeah, Gretchen, God. And that, what Joey says is they're throwing a la last minute surprise party for Percy at their parents' Very house. Very fucking last minute as well. Joey's gone well yeah. last minute on everything at the moment. I know, yeah, what's going on, but also like, yeah, you know when someone's 18th birthday is coming up, but I suppose the point is that his parents are shit and his family are shit and no one cares. So there's that, I suppose. Yeah, and Joey says that we're, we're throwing this last-minute surprise party at your parents' house and I want you to be there. And what Gretchen says is, which totally echoes Percy. And again, I want to point out at this point that 
Gretchen and Pacey are supposed to be super close. Do you know what I mean? That that they get on really, really well and things like that, which is why some of this stuff with Dawson just makes fuck all sense. Because uh, too many people in Dawson's Creek are nice to people that are shitty to the people they love. And I know that's a really convoluted thing of saying, but like we, we'll see it massively in a bit. Why is Gretchen fucking with Dawson when he's been so shitty to Percy? Like, if it was my sister or if it was you, I wouldn't be having any of this. But anyway, I've just gone off on a tangent. Gretchen says this is a bad idea and my parents are insane and Percy will kill you. And Joey's like, I know, I know, but it's your mum's idea. She called, she really wants it to happen. And she was so excited. So what could I say? And Gretchen's like, say no, dickhead. And Joey says, I know, but I said yes. So this is happening. And what Gretchen says is, it should be interesting. And Joy says, please, please, please come. I need some friendly faces. Think the entire family that you're doing this for would be. But what Joey says really pointedly is, you don't have any plans, do you? And Gretchen, back into her sixth farm, I'm driving. God, no, 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 no. What's the plan? No, what's the plan? Why don't you just say yes or no? Or I'm at work. But Gretchen absolutely loses her ever-loving mind tries desperately to make sure Joey knows she has no plans and then says that she will come. And what Joey says is, Percy's going to kill me, isn't he? And Gretchen says, oh, yeah, you're dead. Ah! Great. Welcome yeah, to an it... episode with the Witters, everybody. So Settle it's already going to be a complete shit show. Out. Everybody knows it's going to be a shit show, but they're still getting the shit show on the board. Speaking of a shit show, and I thought you might quite imp- appreciate this because we've had this discussion before, but Grams and Jen are doing decoupage. And I've decided that decoupage is now the code name for some sort of kinky practice. It's just got to be. <laughs> it sounds it's like it could be. be. I mean, you've got to give it to the French. I'm into BDSM, water sports and sexy. decoupage. So Grams is listening <laughs> to music and painting and she's literally full of the joys of Mr. Book Spaff and full of Mr. Book Spaff. And she's all like, oh, I love this song. And Jen's like, what are you so happy about? And I'm like, getting rattled, Jen, are you blind? You know the feeling, I know the feeling, we all know the feeling. And Grams reckons she's just To be so pleased about getting rattled. Yeah. Oh, that, well, just a really good rattling. A really just a really good rattling. Good rattling. Do, do, do. Yes, What's that Grams. memory kind of like? I think I can remember. Memories in the corner of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the Ouija board out. Do you want memories? So, yeah. Uh, Grams claims she's happy because Jen agreed to do afternoon crafts with her. And I'm like, yeah, sure, Grams. You're happy because the industrial lube order arrived. So they're doing decoupage, <laughs> apparently. They're doing decoupage, yeah. But what Grams says is that her grandmother taught her how to do it. So she's sort Bet of like almost carrying on, a, <laughs> carrying on a tradition. Put the teeth away and try. And if you lay your head over the back of the bed, your gag reflex is better or less existent. You've made this joke before. It's not a joke, it's a top tip. (laughs) Thank you, people. Top tip. I mean, you will look like an absolute fucking twat, and all the blood will rush to your head, which you'll have the problem of potentially fainting halfway. Will you not look like one of those snakes that can disconnect their jaws? Yeah, but what man doesn't want to be with a snake that can disconnect the jaw? That's why I got all, I, I would hope all of them. But I'm sure that <laughs> I I'm was sure literally a snake that could disconnect my jaw. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sure there's a fetish. That's for gonna that. be no if, I'm ever, if I'm ever gonna be single again, that's gonna be my Tinder profile. 
a snake. Like a snake that can disconnect, that can disconnect, disconnect its jaw. jaw. <laughs> no, just a snake. I'm a fucking snake. Might bite, but can disconnect its jaw. Anyway, so she's asking Jen what her fans after that night, and apparently Jen still has five hours left of the community service that we've only ever seen her do once. And apparently, she's <laughs> yeah, driving t- I thought that went like, quick, didn't it? That Wasn't went it like very quickly. Hours? So she's driving teenagers for responsible rides, which like make your own jokes up because they're all there. And Jen thinks it's a waste of time. <laughs> can't even be it. Be- bothered to innuendo well I would innuendo it but then it all gets ruined later on by someone who takes the innuendo too far so I'm uh, yeah okay. okay so Grams is still floating on a sea of dry orgasms and Viagra so Jen pushes her did you more. say dry orgasms yeah because menopause um, So Jen pushes her more Asking her why she's so happy Jen's like You're thinking about sex And Grams I loved this her. so much But then I'm Jen like, skills her skills are the way That Dawson skills old people And she's like It's perfectly natural To enjoy sex Yeah cheers love I gave birth to your bitch mother Do you know what I mean Like Grams knows sex We all know that Grams knows sex And then Grams says oh, I admit I enjoy Mr Brooks' company Or cock as it's called um, But I'm most <laughs> yeah, exactly. certainly not in I love I thought that was a good euphemism Yeah And that was a good way of getting around it because she didn't actually ask if she was in love Jen's actually asking if you're enjoying every eight inches of Mr Brooks because I've decided Brooks has BDA he's got big dick energy it's eight inches BDA could we be more generous Mr Brooks does have big dick energy though yeah I totally agree with you like anyone anyone who's that confident in the way that they talk to Dawson Lee Ray all right so Mr Brooks has a nine inch penis we've now decided (laughs) sorry for anyone who's eating their tea (laughs) Grams Reckons that they're not having sex And I also reckon that I'm not self-obsessed Leo And Jen's like Have you had the talk? And I was like Mate if this is about contraception I think that ship sailed around About the same time The fucking Titanic did Yes she's trying to have A contraception <laughs> talk with Grams And like no offence I understand that people can still But like Grams is clearly meant to be Over 60 And the chances are that she has gone through the menopause. I mean, safe sex isn't just not getting pregnant, obviously. It's not getting STDs and things like that. But I don't know. I think syphilis is like the kind of STDs that were no, prevalent. Katie, when they you've were all got to remember like, SIDS is prevalent in Cape Side. SIDS is prevalent. You, and you, better you look and better. back at Yeah. Jen says that she also needs to know what he's into. He might be kinky and like BDSM or toys. Now, I don't wish to shit on your parade. <laughs> or your face, Jen. Um, but BDSM and or toys, it's not really that kinky. Shitting on faces is. But I'd like to say this the is a pre-50. Oh my god, Katie! I was about to say this is a pre-50 shades of grey world, but this is literally 50 shades of grey. This is sexier and more explicit than 50 shades of grey. I absolutely is. Sexy written as well, and that's and I look like I'm really into scat. I've said shit way too much in this conversation. <laughs> so Gram t- Grams tells her I'm not. Grams tells her to stop, and she knows that she's trying to freak out because she hates dick apart and she's totally hoping to get grounded well what she says is well actually i just want to quickly like point this out that gram says this isn't going to work because it when when it comes to safe sexuality is what she says and i was like safe sex and safe safe sexuality sexuality? the same thing yeah i thought that was really interesting and i wasn't sure if that was supposed to like show that grams didn't understand or whether it was like a little bit of a mistake by the actress or what but i just thought it was interesting or maybe it's just a it's meant, sort of it's meant to mean that she's just, on it. It's meant to mean that she's just old, isn't it? And she gets it confused, although she knows what it is. She doesn't quite understand the um, terminology that's used right now. Sure. She should have just been like, when I get my freak on, I make sure, you know, he puts a glove on it. I'm not getting it. SIDS. 
Anyway, yeah. so Jen realises, yeah, she basically says you do need to be service, sure. And Jen she says that she's been very sneaky and she's managed to turn the entire conversation around about admitting she was thinking about sex. And Grams just has a smug little spaffy smile and says that she's <laughs> learned from the best. Spaffy smile? I might share. call the episode. You can, see, you can still smell Brooks on her, I'm telling you. Oh, Katie! Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, Jen's like, oh, true. What a scene, eh? Um, we're at Gail's Fishy Surprise next, Katie. Like, I feel like we're at Gail's Fishy Speaking Surprise Speaking of STDs. A lot, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, never at Gail's Fishy Surprise. I don't know. Anyway, this opening to this scene made me fucking wretch. I don't yeah, know about you, well. but Dawson sort of crawls in. Ambles like, in. Yeah, uh, slithers uh, in. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, Gretchen goes, well, hello there, handsome. And I was like, ah! oh, oh, properly barking. I know, honest to God. I was uh, just like, I just like I stopped it at that point. It's I just awful. A couple of times. And it just like, looks the way she says so it, she's smug. like, hello there, handsome. But also, oh, I will say, God. purely on a writing, a writing sort of basis, it doesn't make any fucking sense because she's like, hi, handsome. And then she's like, oh, by the way, I don't want to fucking go on a date with you. Yeah. Well, Dawson the starts two it don't by, make sense, do it they? Does, it starts it by saying, where would you like to be taken on their date tonight? And I was voting for Dignitas because that's where I'd want to go on a date with Dawson. <laughs> oh, my God, Kate. But it's, it's, sorry. I'm sorry, but I would. And we get into Gretchen's terrible amdram again and she's like, the date and Dawson's like yeah the date and then he realizes that she doesn't sound too excited and Gretchen says there's been a change of plan her parents have planned a surprise party for Percy Joey was going to tell them but she's going to instead and Dawson's like okay it's not much of a first date but he clearly doesn't care where he fingers Gretchen as long as it happens and Gretchen Even in front of her parents, getting, apparently. Gretchen thinks they're getting fingered in her parents kitchen in front of their cousins her overeating sister her abusive father and Percy and Joey possibly isn't her the best mute to do it sister. Mute overeating sister. The cow, as she's uh, wonderfully called later. So she does say maybe it isn't the best place to come out of the closet. And Dawson says it's not exactly a secret. And I'm like, it fucking is, though. And Gretchen's like, I mean, it, it really is. Though, is. Because there's <laughs> literally only you and me know. And Dawson's like, well, my best friend Jack knows. That's still only oh, yeah, three people. And friend. two of the people are the people in the fucking relationship. So Dawson's basically like, right, so you're saying we should hide it. And Gretchen's saying we don't necessarily need to hide it. We just don't need to tell anyone yet. It's the same fucking Well, thing, no, Gretchen. of course Dawson makes it about in a roundabout way about Percy and Joey because you've got to remember that what Percy and Joey did to Dawson is everything and it will never, ever be like, but it's really important everyone remembers that because Dawson's like, in my experience, sneaking around isn't the best way to get caught doing anything. Like, uh, yeah, Dawson, we know. We know. All right. We get it. Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. And Dawson asks if it is genuinely about Percy and Joey or if it's about her being ashamed to be on a date with him. Both I'd imagine the latter being more. No, the latter. And Gretchen, Gretchen <laughs> says I did think this. Ashamed. I was like, I was like, if I was Gretchen, I'd be so ashamed. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God. Like, I, would... I was like so with Gretchen. I can really understand that Gretchen's like, would I bang him? Yeah, like he's kind of a nice guy. Yeah, we've okay. all been Do there. Do I want to be we've, seen with him? We, we've oh, all no. we've all been there. Oh, I'm very sorry to the no. people that we've been there with, but yeah, yeah I know those are kind of. I like... will leave it to you to work out if it was you. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, was it you? It probably <laughs> was. If you think it was, <laughs> so. Look at us thinking that all of our exes listen to this podcast. No, like, I love know, it. Like, we know literally... some of you do. 
Uh, so Dawson is says you understand. Yeah, you're ashamed. Going to ashamed. Yeah. It's not really necessarily the best thing to lie to them. I get that Dawson does have a point, but also it is very much not the right time now. So Dawson says that look, he's never known Gretchen to be anything other than straightforward. So what's going on? And Gretchen really, like really, like all public. of those episodes where she refused to tell anyone. I don't know. All right, inside. girl, you're knocked up. How's that, David? <laughs> she isn't. She isn't. She is when it suits her. So Dawson says something quite interesting. So Gretchen says she isn't quite ready to go public And Dawson does say something That is true really he says that if she feels she needs to hide Maybe they should, if it's something that she feels like she needs to hide Maybe they shouldn't be doing it in the first place But then he right, still likes so... it See you tonight because he still wants to get wet fingers <sighs> True Right. So Jen is getting ready no, for her I Responsible need... riding with teenagers And we all just need to take a moment for this can I, Yeah can I put a preemptive like Moment in this scene At some point during this scene I pressed pause and I walked out of the room because I was so angry, Katie. Like I was it's so awful. Truly so awful. angry. Like I was it's genuinely low level lines upset. in the entirety of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, it actually it really, really and there's is. been a lot, but like I I just pressed pause. This is horrific. And I walked out of the room. Horrific on every level. And I'm gonna give Toby and I'm gonna give it to him now. And I'm gonna say it before we even get started on this scene or really this episode, but Toby's worse than AJ. Thoughts. Oh no, Toby's worse than everybody, including Dawson. <gasps> Whoa, you're going into that level, are you? Nah, I'm going to that level. Uh, Dawson can be an insufferable twat, Who is Toby sorry, worse to- than Toby? Toxic Toby is just he's, the worst. He is the I've also, worst. I will say this. I've started calling him Tobes. He's Tobes in all of my to- notes. But I've started to call him Tobes as well. I do want to Can put we this just in say sorry to anyone called Toby as well? Yeah, I know because it's like if anyone's like called Toby, I'm, we're sorry. But this this scene really, really You might want to change so, your name, however. So, Jen, you're absolutely right. Is it responsible? Right. Drive a thing. Right. So, Everything about this scene fucking bugs me. So Jen's with the woman who clearly runs this whole thing. And she's saying she's going to have a partner she'll be riding with. And that, like, telling her what she's going to need. And it turns out that it's Toby. And Toby is there and he is ready to go. And he is awful, everybody. And Jen's like, oh, my God, Toby, what are you doing here? Rather than, oh, yeah, you're the guy who's been absolutely appalling to my best friend on more than one occasion. Actually, I'd prefer not to. Thanks so much. Toby. Oh, God. Right. So this is responsible rides. This is something that is there to help help teenagers get home. And to put them somewhere safe because. Yeah. Things can happen that aren't great when you're drunk. And and Toby yeah. says that the reason he's doing responsible rides is because it's the best place to pick up boys, the drunker the better. Now, I know that that is supposed to play as a joke, but I fucking but don't not. find it funny. I think it's appalling. What I think is even worse is that the fucking woman who runs the entire thing goes, I hear you. Yeah. What's the actual fuck, everybody? So he, he literally makes a joke Please. about sexually assaulting. Bring me more wine because I boys. And... Like it makes me feel sick And if you just think about, Like and I know it's a joke But it's not a joke It just matter. is And, I, and like, I make some awful away. Awful jokes as well Like I really do And a lot of you Will have heard them on here 
but it, it's not a joke it's awful it's a it's a way that rape happens quite regularly and sexual assault happens quite regularly it's not funny and even if it was a joke that you could make with really close friends and one of those kind of like this should never be said outside of the circle of friendship or whatever okay fair enough he barely knows Jem. the woman that he's working for is meant to be volunteering for i'm not even making excuses it's horrible no matter how jen who should already think that toby is the biggest wanker that has ever fucking existed on the earth and i'm including jimmy in this as well is Instead of her getting yet another red flag to add to what is now a Soviet nation, Jen instead just asks again why he's really here, assuming that he's doing some sort of community service, presumably for sexually assaulting drunk young men. But no, Toby's volunteering of his own free will because he's so nice. I also sort of wonder about the representations of gay men as well, which really, really it's terrible because and this actually, is something if that you comes need to up think again if it and was again a and again. Man. If it was a straight man going, I'm here to pick up young girls, the drunker the better. How does that play? Because you've got to treat you in the same but the, way. The, the other that, thing is, with no one would that with Jack that and the football the club, and this doors. still happens now. The equation of homosexuality and paedophilia and how they're closely aligned by certain elements on the right to further engender their own horrible, horrible, horrible aims. It's disgusting. It's got no place anywhere, and it certainly has no place in Dawson's Creek in it's the end two thousand. And I'm not Kate, even to going to honest. say that this is anything to do with the time period because it's not acceptable. At that time it really wasn't and it's certainly not acceptable now and it's fucking awful and i hate can you believe it gets worse can you believe it gets worse so so awful so jen's really pleased jen's really really oh, pleased yeah. to be with oh what's that you also as well as being an insufferable wanker you also make being. joke about sexually assaulting young drunk men i tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna continue to try and push my really lovely best friend jack onto you and the only thing that i can think of now is this is some sort of horrible revenge for when he was a twat to her over andy's ease like there is no other explanation and i know that's not true i know that is not where the writers were going to but this whole thing is no. just awful. So Jen's like, oh, when we're making neighbourhood rounds, there's this party going on, this birthday party, Jack's going to be there. Maybe you'd like to see him. Eh, when you're doing responsible riding, I don't think you're just meant to like ride around the different parties you want to go to whilst picking teenagers up. And B, mm. just fuck off, Jen. But also what Jen says is he'd love to see you. No, Jen. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. I just want to stop and say, imagine if I did that to you. Imagine if there was a guy who'd spoke to you the way that Toby spoke to Jack, calling him Captain America and going like, oh my God, you're not gay enough, which is essentially what Toby was saying to Jack last episode. We saw him. That if then I started going, oh my God, Katie, I'd love to see you. I would hope that you would never speak to me again because it's so it's honestly so upsetting but toby's like oh do you think we didn't exactly hit it off yeah toby you didn't because you were a fucking shit to him and jen's like oh maybe this time it'll be different jen shut up give it right. up and fuck off jen seriously then toby says not all homosexuals have to be friends Get Toddy's absolutely get condescending high horse because what no, Toby because is, Toby's it, taken it, Ethan's like how to be gay fucking, what's it called? that? What's that thing? Uh, baton. He's taken Toby's how to be gay with, and now he's just like fucking made it even worse. So like, but Ethan actually, was kind of like prince of how to be gay, but he's the king. And it, oh, he's it's the king. Shit. And it's not but about actually, being friends with people who are homosexual. Bit. It's just being no, accepting but... to people who are in a similar situation to you've been in yourself. It doesn't mean you have to be friends with them but just help them and understand them because that's what you set up your shitty coalition well, for or your totalitarian regime. 
this tiny bit he said it and I was like right okay I can get on board with this because he says not all, all homosexuals have to be friends and I think that that's a really good message like you do not just because someone else is gay doesn't mean you fancy them doesn't mean you absolutely should be friends absolutely fantastic and then 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 I can't like do you want to like can you do it because it makes me feel physically ill because Toby says yeah, so honestly he, basically so thanks. Toby goes Thank from saying giving giving him absolutely no support on because like you say not not all gays don't need to be friends but what Toby set up as I was saying earlier is a coalition to help people come together straight and gay people to come together united by one cause and a lot of things that like you can join parties you can have hobbies you don't have to get on with everybody there but if you all share a like-minded interest then you help those people and you talk to those people and you can be nice to them or whatever but you don't treat them like Toby does but then Toby decides that he's not entirely convinced that Jackie's gay oh. He might God. just be pretending for the social cashier and oh the chance to be a rebel. And oh bearing in God. mind the conversation that Toby had with Jack, and he even kind of almost apologised when Jack was like, when they were telling each other their stories of growing up and coming out and everything else. And everybody's coming out story is different. And some people have had it wonderfully easy and some people have had it horrifically hard. It's not a fucking competition. It's something that you support people with that you understand. It's gaslighting. This it's is absolute uh, finest. But... I, I cannot believe that this was actual dialogue. And bearing in mind, I believe that Greg Bellanti was still the showrunner at this point. And to sort of have that dialogue from a gay man aimed at another gay man. It's just awful. And it's meant to be negging, I get it. And we, we see a lot of no, negging I can't, like, in I Dawson's can't Creek, but this isn't Dawson's Creek even just... negging and it's... flirting. And that, like, Toby could say such toxic things because secretly he likes Jack. Like, I can't cope with it. It's really upsetting and it's really horrible. So when he said that, I paused the, the TV and I walked away because I was like, I can't believe that even in the year 2000, they were having characters say this. And, like, I, it's fucking upset me too much. so, it's so too much. much. And I can't horrible. believe, because Jen's response, rather to punch him full force in the face and go, who the fuck do you think you are? I refuse to be anywhere around you. Jen's like, oh, my God, but he's great. He's built like a Greek God, Jen, yeah, because this that's isn't what you. it's all about. This is not who it's you are. It's all about how Out Jack looks. We're going back to now that now we've, now we've chattled uh, Jack because that's what we do. Female characters and gays, let's just turn them into chattel who we try and just sell to whoever we want to give them to. But Jack's lonely, Katie. He's lonely. So that I'd makes it be, all right. I'd if you're lonely. Live 100 years on my own than one day with Toby. 100% like I thought I just I'll say it one more time I find this scene deeply upsetting and I find that Jen rather than just saying to Toby do you know what fuck you I'd rather lose these last five hours of community service and go to prison for a month than I would spend any time with you stay away from my friend Great. I really and then she's like but he's a Greek god and he's lonely like oh, but, oh my god oh, I just can't I really can't and Toby's like oh you're not trying to set uh, us up are you don't tell and me you're trying to set us up we need a voice for Toby don't we um, Jen says that she is trying to set them up just as friends um, and Toby says that's good because he's taken and Greg is extremely jealous so oh! either Greg doesn't exist or if Greg does exist extreme jealousy is not really the character trait that you want to portray from your boyfriend to make him sound good 
massive red flag. Uh, it's horrible. Like, it's horrible and upsetting. And I didn't enjoy talking about that. And I'm really upset with Jen because it's not who she is. And as I say, the out-of-character Olympics continue. Right, and then we've got the main point of the episode. We're through all of the opening stuff. We're through all of the shit show of what's actually going to happen. And we're in the, the thick of it. The thick of it is Joey leading Pacey to somewhere. He's blindfolded, which we all know you can see under those fucking blindfolds. Let's be perfectly honest. He's outside. He's like, where are we going? Blindfolding him to like take him to bed and rough, you know, do the. Well, that's what he wants to do, and that bless his heart because that's what he wants. What he wants is him and Joey, and what he says is that us on a remote dark candles, champagne, birthday cake, which you'll feed me by hand, while serenading me off key. Of course, dressed only in Victoria's Secret's lingerie. I was like, while he's ta- she's taking him up some stairs at this point, and I was like, Percy, I think me and you can, we can really like, we can vibe because I will be happy to do this for you, seriously. And he says, after which you'll lay me down under the stars and ravish me. And I just Pilla, feel Pilla, so bad for him because this is what he wanted. And to the extent but where the thing is, that's his, that's, that's his, he should be that's, given. That's his stupid imagine. Like that's his ideal, and he knows that that's never going to happen. But even if they just shared a bottle of champagne and some cake by the side of the pier and talked about the yeah. future, talked about love, did all of those things, that would have been lovely because that's what he wanted. Oh, but instead, so Joey's gone against everything that he wants. She takes his blindfold off, and he's in the very, very last place that he would want to be. Then we get a really yeah. sad scene where they open the door so surprise awful. party. His dad's watching hockey on the TV. His mum and his cousins are fussing about doing stuff, and they're like, "Oh shoot, we've missed it!" And then do like a really half-ass surprise. Oh, and Dawson's yeah. there, fucking brilliant, like. Happy birthday, Percy. Yeah, a kid walks, runs past and smacks. They're his nieces and nephews, aren't they? Not his cousins. Yeah. They're, Sorry, they're I get confused. Kerry's kids. I've got no family. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny how you made that about you. Found that yeah. tiny little violin. A kid walks past, smacks Percy in the stomach and then Doug walks in and goes... There's my birthday curse, little brother. I can't wait to see what disasters befall you on this joyous occasion. And let the games begin. And like Gretchen and Dawson are sort of there looking on and Joey smiles and Percy hugs her and pretends to be pleased. Tell me what you think in terms of this is like what you would do if you were Joey. I understand why Joey said yes. I'm going to give this to her. I don't know if um, my husband's mum rang me and was like, we want to do this. I went through this in my head because initially I thought the same. But if yep. I knew how dysfunctional my partner's family are, and I know that all families well, are not perfect, but this is dysfunctional to a toxic level. And well, I would have said it. no. I want to go back to a few episodes ago where they Joey wanted Percy to go to that dance with her, that um, the Worthington thing. And they were talking about how they went to Sunday dinners with his parents a lot. Do you remember that? Yeah, so Joey's had enough I just experience to pull of his that family out Joey apparently to know how toxic they are. His family. And, I just and I'm not saying because... No, but the point is that I don't think Joey has and I, I don't think the writers remember they did that is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And I don't think also as well, many people watch it as closely as, as we do and our listeners do and sort of pick those things out. But do you know what? More than anything, Pacey's told Joey that his family 
aren't great and that he doesn't love them and that he's had to move out of his house. So I think I get why Joey's done it because as a 17, 18 year old girl, it must be really difficult to say no, but I think I would go, oh shit, I'm so sorry. We've already got plans and I can't change them. It's really, really special. But that's neither here nor there. I think it must be really, really difficult. So then we've got Gretchen walking around and Dawson being wrestled on the ground by children. Okay. And she asks if he needs help. And then we go to Pacey sat on the sofa and we're introduced to the mute sister, as I like to call her. So I believe this is Kerry because it's it's Kerry, Doug, Gretchen and Pacey, isn't it? Because we commented on the names before, but she's mute and stuff in her face. And she has about one line this entire episode. And Jack and Joey are looking at some pictures and Joey points out some pictures surrounded by lights. And she's like, oh, so festive. And there's this German shepherd Alsatian dog in the middle of it all. And Gretchen says, oh, those lights have been there since Christmas 86. And Joey says, well, I didn't know you had a dog. And again, like the it's these sort of things that... I feel like like she would have noticed that before but they've known each other for years and years these guys they've known each other for years and Gretchen says yeah had is the operative word which she also said last episode you remember they seem to have a real sort of thing in Dawson's Creek about having certain lines because Jen mentioned indentured servitude earlier which Dawson used a few episodes ago but she says yeah had is the operative word we don't talk about it but also, I think that there's a big thing here in that there's not really anything remotely birthday-esque up for Pacey. There's no banners, there's no balloons, yep. and yet they've got this shrine to this dog that died, because why not? Well, why not, indeed? We care yeah. about dogs more than we care about Pacey. I, ju- I just feel like Joey and Pacey, they've made a big deal about them being, uh, the, all three of them being friends for a very, very long time. So surely Joey would have at least had a passing understanding. You know if one of your friends has got a dog, right? You know I've got a dog. Yes. I've mentioned her once or twice. You've met. I know that you, you had a dog like in her. your family. No, exactly. Like so that's that. what I mean. I that's what. Like I, oh, but that's what I mean. That you'd have remembered the dog I had when I was a teenager. You did know it was there, like whether you liked it or not. What a weird conversation. Bad dad, original bad dad gets out of the seat and says, and this is absolutely fucking horrible. This episode's packed. As an all right episode, it's fucking packed full of individual horrible things. Because he says, no wonder your husband left you, Kerry. You're becoming a real cow because she's eating chips. And I just... I just, I found that really distasteful and unpleasant. And I know it's supposed to characterise the dad as unpleasant, but it it didn't need to happen that. It didn't need to happen. It's just some real sort of low level, horrible misogyny. And she just remains mute. She doesn't go, shut the fuck up, dad. How dare you talk to me like that? She just remains I'm trying to popcorn. Well, but she should carry on. If, if what Kerry wants to do in life is to fucking enjoy your popcorn, then she should be allowed without fucking judgment. Fuck you, Mr. Witter, Sheriff Witter. Right, so then what he starts going on about is that on his 18th birthday, he was in Vietnam, and he saw a lot of tragedy that day. He saw a lot of tragedy. But what he did on the night, met an 30-year-old Vietnamese beauty and basically rattled her all night long. Several yeah. times. We know that she was a sex worker. It's very much inferred. I think the only good thing so. that we can, the only thing good thing that we can come is because this was a huge thing. Um a lot of women were massively, massively abused in Vietnam in that they ended up having to go into sex work for oh, various different reasons. The only thing that we can take away from this that is marginally all right is that she was 30. And not 13 because absolutely but Percy interestingly and he's very right he says I thought you had to be 18 to join the army 
which is absolutely bang on. It is true, but I know there was a lot of stuff went on. So my uncle, who is now not with us and wasn't with us, well, I didn't meet him. I don't think, I think I was a baby when he died. And this is a slightly different war, obviously, but people would lie about their ages to join. That's what he did. So he was in like Borneo fighting when he was 17. Um, And obviously that's a little bit before Vietnam, but it was a thing, people lying. I did wonder. There's Um, the whole, well, it's the whole song, isn't it? The the average age of a soldier in in Vietnam was 19. So there must have been 17 year olds and 16 year olds in there if the average age was 19. It's awful. But but basically the dad's like, are you calling me a liar? And then the mum comes in and we are introduced to <sighs> Sue Sylvester from Glee herself, Jane Lynch. I Jane Lynch is a bit of a ledge. Her. Yeah, she's a bit of a ledge, actually, and she does a good job here. So she's it, she is Sue Sylvester in Glee, but she's also Spencer Reed's mum in Criminal Minds, which I'm sure everyone knows now. I've watched a lot of. And she is a bit of a ledge. I believe this is the only time she turns up. And I think it was probably before she was an actress who, well, she, it will have been because this was the year 2000, year 2001. And Glee and obviously Criminal Minds are a tiny bit later. But Criminal Minds, thank you for employing the actors of Dawson's Creek because Meredith Monroe turned up there. James Vanderbeek turned up there and so did Jane Lynch. But she comes in and she says, and, and this is like, this is the low level bullshit. And I think that this is what's quite good about this episode. I don't enjoy it in terms of, because I love Percy, I don't enjoy it. But in terms of levels of characterization and language and what Percy's dealing with and what Percy's putting up with and like the sort of invasive, pervasive nature of low level criticism, this is really, really good. Because what she comes in and says is, just because he's not out there defending his country doesn't mean he's not a man today. And if there was a war on, assuming they'd take him, He'd enlist tomorrow. Which is, and this is the other thing, there's like this low level kind of thing about Pacey's mum where she sort of defends him, but at the same time puts him down Yeah, as well. it's really unpleasant. This is, it's really unpleasant. But as I say, actually, it's, it's fairly decent writing because what we're supposed to do here is really get a sense of Pacey and really sort of engage and want to defend Pacey, which is really interesting given like the sort of structure of season four and how everyone how the writers really seem to want us to be on Dawson's side and not Percy's. So it's really interesting that they've made some of these choices, actually. And then... And then we've got Pacey's mum who asks if Joanne would like to go and set the table. I believe that's meant to be Joey, as Percy points Oh, well, she's like, that's what I said! But this is what I like about it. I'm not... I don't like about it is that it's very low-level unpleasant, isn't it? Yeah, the whole thing is just awful an awful awful shit store oh um just when this happens uh, mr witt is talking to jack and he's like who the hell are you and jack tries to explain that entire episode you know the shit fish and trip episode that i lost my yeah we called it we know fuck all about fish because we know fuck all about fish and jack knew fuck all about fish and apparently mr witt knows fuck all about jack even though he spent literally an entire weekend with him and it would probably be enough for you to at least remember someone's face but apparently Sheriff Witter does not. You'd think one of the key attributes to be a sheriff would be remembering people's faces and also not getting absolutely fucking... Shit-faced constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily not a prerequisite for a podcaster, Katie. 
Just saying. No, because I don't have to. I don't have to go and be uh, the only police of uh, the surrounding like <laughs> seven hundred mile radius around me. If I was, I could not do it, Min, because I can't drive and I'm a pisshead. But actually, that just seemed to be like the the basic requirements to be a police person. So maybe you should move to Capeside. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. I um, can't afford the property prices, <laughs> but they do have a lap dancing they, club there. Well, oh, here we go. So we do get like him shouting at the TV, and then Percy's mum calling, who she called to. And a Josie, which I just refuse to believe anyone's that like fucking rude and dumb. But yeah, especially especially if she comes around every Sunday for dinner. Well, like, yeah, okay. apparently. But Percy says to Joy, "What the hell were you thinking?" And she's like, "What do you mean?" Now I wear Joey. We've tried to defend you and we've said we understand why this is going ahead. But to say, what do you mean after all of these exchanges is beyond me, especially after your name's been got wrong twice. Jesus. And he yeah. says, you promised me, you promised me just me and you and you promised that. And Joey says, you know, your family out the kindness of their hearts wanted to do this. It's what they wanted. They wanted to throw you surprise 18th. What was I supposed to say? And Percy, no, right. we've already got plans. What we'd love to do is the next Sunday that I absolutely have to come to your house. Let's make it a Sunday for Percy's birthday. That's what you had to do, Joey. But no, no, and I will. I'll defend her and I'll say I get why she said yes. But what Percy then says, and this is like America. Hear me, please hear me. What Percy says is they could give a crap about me on my birthday. Now, when you say that, it means that you could give a crap. Not couldn't, it's couldn't, couldn't give a crap because if you couldn't give a crap, you couldn't give a crap. I don't know any better way of saying it. Do you? I wrote couldn't, so either no. you're really drunk or I'm really drunk. No, I looked at no, well, I looked before, at the sure. subtitles. No, because that's what I Americans do say too, is I, I could read. care less, not I couldn't. Yeah. So I took that to mean that they got it wrong. So what Percy says then is it's just an excuse for his dad to get drunk and unusual and then have some cake, tell me I'm a disappointment and then pass out in a chair while watching animals attack, which kind of sounds like our lives, yeah. except replace animals. attack. Except we don't have to be up to save Cape side from tornadoes and people driving. We don't have to be up to support morning. MILFs in bad weather. <laughs> Are you a MILF that grooms young men? Are you suffering from bad weather? Call 911. Capeside police, everybody. No, so this is the thing that annoys me because Joey basically oh, says, it's horrible. granted they're not the perfect family, but they're his family and you should make an effort. No, you should not. If your family aren't the perfect family for whatever reason, if you don't feel supported and loved by your family, and don't get me this. wrong, everyone goes through a teenage phase of like, or oh, just before you were a teenager, you know, you do that, I hate you and I'm leaving you forever type yep. thing. You'll inevitably do it to your family. I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> everybody, I, I still do that every week, mum, sorry. But I, I'm a special case but everybody does Leo do that case. and everyone goes through that phase I'm a Leo and then um, and then I'm like but I'm glad I was born because the world's a better place <laughs> because Leo I'm starring in my own movie and everyone's a supporting factor but everyone goes through those phases with the family and that is perfectly fine and acceptable however some people's families are just not yeah. good and they're toxic I didn't and they're like not this. a good environment and if you're not in that environment you need to get out of it and I didn't know whether Joey was implying well she doesn't have her perfect family her mum that's dead, exactly what I thought that's fine Joey but they are your specialist circumstances and I would never if one of my friends was saying to me my family situation is crap I would never and I know I joke about it 
it quite a lot turn around and be like well I don't have a family it's just me and my mum I've never known my dad you're so lucky it's not fair it's not true and every single family relationship is unique and different and how you feel about that is entirely personal up to you and if you don't have to keep pushing to make something work if your family is not making it work with you and if your family's toxicity is depressing the fuck out of you like clearly exactly and do you not remember but also it's like Percy is Joey's boyfriend and she we know that he doesn't like his family so she certainly knows do you know what I mean there's a difference between responsibility you know families that are a bit but kind also, of Joey didn't cringe, want to deal with her dad of like oh we don't swear at the table and we've got to have you know and we don't tell like rude jokes and you've got to be very kind of you know there's those lovely like families that wouldn't necessarily be the kind of family that I wanted to be part of I've been introduced to those sort of families through various different people everybody's family is different but if they're if they're nice people even if they're not your people that is absolutely fine but this is clearly a deeply toxic dysfunctional family and Joey is just kind of perpetuating the thing that you should make this work and Percy has tried and tried to try to make it work and we're getting another example as if his dad twatting him wasn't a big enough example we're getting another example of why it's not working and why absolutely also Dawson did this to him too in the fuck all about fish episode which is what we're calling it we don't even know what that's called anymore oh yeah when Dawson was finally like oh I I didn't realize like how bad Dawson was was like I love your dad he's great he's great but also that yeah it's the two things aren't the same and Joey was not all right with her dad so like and still isn't really to a certain extent so it's just all a bit and it doesn't sit well so Percy says it doesn't matter what effort I make I'm going to fail and Joey's like what you what are you going on about what do you mean and he's like nothing 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 and she says like right okay we'll get through this together we'll get through it unscathed it's going to be all right it's going to be fine and I just thought it was so it was really unfair. It's perpetuated. It was really, really unfair. Age. And if I if I was a teenager watching that, and I, I again <laughs> going on about my family situation, all the rest of it. Fair enough, I can say I didn't have a family and whatever else, but I did. I had a fucking fantastic mother yeah. and I'm really grateful for that. And my childhood memories, because I've got such a wonderful mother, are brilliant. So I am actually really fucking grateful for my family yeah. situation. And if I was watching that as a teenager who was struggling a little bit, that wouldn't have helped no, at all. No, I think it's, it's really, really message. interesting, isn't it? The messaging. But he says at the end of that, like, she's like, we'll, we'll get through this. He's like, I wish that were true. So we know that Percy's not happy. And then we've got Dawson and Gretchen. And she's like, did anyone ever tell you that you're the master at giving the cold shoulder? No, he's not. Like, do you know, sometimes when like, there's like these throwaway remarks in Dawson's Creek and you're like, that's patently fucking untrue. Dawson is not the master of giving cold shoulder. He's the master of salt. He's, He's passive aggressive as fuck, but giving a cold shoulder not so much and he says i'm mingling i'm just mingling which made me low i'm not even gonna lie yeah because um minging was a phrase to describe unattractive people in our specific area of the uk and other people i know possibly louise for example scouses i think have minging as well so i was just like who says minging let us know (laughs) i think it's a northern and she says yeah you're mingling with everyone but me and he's like and I will give this to Dawson. He's like, well, am I the only person who remembers the earlier conversation we had where you basically yeah. like said that you didn't want to go on a date with yeah. me? And she's like, Funnily oh. Funnily enough, I wasn't going to finger bang you next to Kerry's big bowl of popcorn. 
whilst watching wild animals but like she randomly says i'm trying to forget and i'm hoping we come to some mutually agreeable situation well why didn't you discuss that in girls yeah like it's it's all a bit it's all a bit weird like gretchen's like oh why aren't you talking to me i I will rarely jump to dawson's defense but gretchen you told him you didn't really want to be seen with him earlier so like of course he's not all over you like a rash I can't believe I've just defended Dawson. Everyone put a pin in that. Everyone put some sort of massive, like, flag on it that says, Catherine, season four, episode 12, Catherine defended Dawson for a hot minute because it won't happen again. So she's saying that she doesn't want a problem with him and we want to come to a solution because I want to kick your ass in Monopoly. All right, then. Sounds a Then we're with Jen and Tobes and, like, I can't. I can't even. Jen Tubbs and Greg is either the made-up boyfriend or the world's worst boyfriend ever because he's got, uh, what was it, extreme jealousy. So Jen wants to hear about his mysterious boyfriend and Toby's like, there isn't much to say. He's just head over heels. Just head me. over heels and Toby's I don't know why. Oh my God, I can't imagine why narcissist. anyone would even care about little old me. Can you imagine? Little, little oh old Tubbs. Oh my God. Fuck you, Tom. He's also absolutely perfect, apart from the extreme jealousy one would presume. He's Jack's polar opposite and gorgeous. Like, why would you even bring Jack into it if you didn't fancy him? And Jen picks up on that so and she's toxic, like, do you not think Jack's gorgeous? And Toby has to, like, fucking be awful again. He's like, in a fratty sort of uh, way, I agree. But Greg is James Dean. James Dean, everyone. Brooding and, tor- and tortured indeed. Uh, There's another red flag. So he's extremely jealous and tortured. He's a I put in brackets. He and sounds like an absolute dick. Two dicks it's, together. Perfect. But it's also like you take each other out the equation. Problematic representation. You're doing it to the rest of fucking. Of course, it is because you somebody needs to be tortured and yeah. extremely jealous. Yeah. And that means that they love you more than anyone ever, ever. Fuck off. Uh, so Jen says that Jack's all of Shut those. Up, well, he's Jen. sort of fucking Shut tortured. Up, Jen. I mean, tortured maybe in terms of like coming to terms with his past, his brother's death and everything else. But he's done really well with that. So Toby's like, I'll take your word for it. And then he just reiterates that Greg is perfect. perfect. No, he can't be if he likes you. And then he's like, he's blonde and beautiful, like that famous blonde James Dean. James Dean was he's... blonde. I thought James Dean had dark hair. No, he was blonde. Have I only ever seen black and white? Yeah, 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 he was blunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my what God. What colour hair did you have? Out- yeah, he's blunt. I thought he had brown hair. Anyway, been out since he was 12. And this bit really pissed me off. He says his mum is a famous lesbian who teaches poetry at Harvard. I think what you mean is his mum is a famous poet who happens to be a lesbian. Do you know yeah. what I mean? She's famous for her poetry, not famous for the fact that she fucking licks dish. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, it, that in itself is another massive slur on homosexuality. It's just, it's horrible. But also, a I was A famous like... lesbian? No, she's a famous poet and academic. Yeah. She just be happens to be a lesbian. Yeah. You're like, uh, can you imagine um, so Darwin awful, being described as like a famous heterosexual who also happened to discover I the know. theory of relativity? It's toxic. It's nasty, and it's Darwin's shite. Darwin's not relativity, and he's like, he's, but okay. Oh, what was Darwin? Uh, gravity? No. no. Oh my God, Darwin was the theory fucking of hell. evolution. No, Dad, that was the theory of evolution. Gravity. For fuck's sake, Newton. I'm really drunk. <laughs> Newton. Einstein. Isaac Newton. <laughs> Oh my god, I've got two degrees and I'm very, very welcome to science with Katie. It's almost as good as maths with Katie, but not quite. He stick to subjects, you know, like it's shoes. absolutely horrible, but also pre Google, where like I was like, Well, surely you would just be able to find that out, but obviously, it was pre Google where you wouldn't just be able to type into a search engine. 
famous lesbian poet, uh, which is awful, but you know what I mean. It's awful, but it's ridiculous because what he says after that is he's just a man, you know? Ah, oh, Toby, get off my screen, get yeah. out of my uh, life, remove yourself, what he... get out of my nightmares, get out of my car. Honestly. So yeah, and he shits rainbows, presumably, whatever. Uh, because he's, he's just been so, out so since perfect. He was 12, so Joey, come on. Like, I mean, all right, whatever. I just don't care. I just really don't care. Toby, I I detest he's you and I awful. want to come back from where And I, can't, I just don't from. know what the writers were trying to do with it. I just can't. And even if they do a 360, they've already given us his background. It doesn't matter. I don't care that Agreed. he's bullied. I don't care that he's had a tough life. Agreed. It's like saying Jeffrey Dahmer. It, you know, he had a bit of a bad life. He was abused. He did have a horrible, horrible life. He also literally skinned men alive. Um, therefore, I don't like Jeffrey Dahmer and I don't like Toby. And I'm I am equating the two together. I don't care. <laughs> So Joey finds Percy outside of the party because who the fuck could stand that party? And she's trying to make it a bit better and she says it isn't that bad. They've been there for 45 minutes without a major crisis. So it, it, there's already been several minor crises, such as calling his sister a fat pig, telling us about the time he was with a sex worker in Vietnam and basically saying that Percy's a complete fucking waste of space. Yep. But it's all right. It's only no, been don't worry, minutes, Katie, guys. it gets worse. It gets absolutely worse. There's only worse. three hours to Famous go. Famous last words, Joey. There's only three hours nice to go. Nice fucking work. Nice work, Joey. And, I love and, you, but nice and, fucking work. Why Joey did would you be let fucking furious. So Pacey basically says he's not mad at her. I would be. I would be. Um, but anyway, and so would Joey if it was roles reversed. And she asks why he's so upset. And he starts to say it's because I didn't, I didn't. And he's he's, he's trying to tell her something. Aww. And he starts stumbling over his words. And he says, look, can we take a walk and not talk about it here? And Joshua Jackson is so good. Saying, Dad so good. comes out. And he's like, are you off to smoke some marijuana? Because that's what the kids do these days, seemingly. No, that would be Dawson with the bong inside. Um, <laughs> so he asks him to come back inside and sit on the couch because he wants to talk to Joey. And at this point, Joey should have just said, Actually, Mr. Weir, it's been a lovely evening, but we're work. I'm gonna leaving, I'm gonna take Percy go for dinner and let him have some alone time because that's what he wants. He needs needs wants some yeah, needs. Exactly. Well, what dad says when he pulls them back inside is that I just want to thank you, Joey, for putting thoughts of college in my son's head, which again isn't entirely Joey. It's Andy, as you will recall, Dad. Yeah. Because you had a lengthy conversation with Andy at the end of season two. It lulls us into a sense of very false security that maybe he's going to say that this yeah. is a good thing. But of course, no, he's not. He's not. Joey's like, I'm happy he wants to go to college, but it's not all me. Like, it's him and it's great. And he says, well, I've got to blame someone because Percy's big dreams are going to be big money, basically. And... If I'm going to, like he says something along the lines, if I'm going to have to finance another dropout hard-assed education. Which, like, in all fairness, no, not all fairness, but is also a shot of Gretchen as well, which no one yeah, no one ever develops or deals with. Because Percy, what Percy does is he sticks up for Gretchen and says she didn't drop out of school. And he says, really, because I didn't realise that working as a barmaid in a fish restaurant qualified as an education, which, okay. And then he says, I'm just an uncouth educated police officer, putting my life on the line every day for this town. Oh, God. Okay. So what do I know? And Joey says, don't think Percy will drop out. Like, I, I think that, you know, he'll do great. And the dad says, I appreciate your youthful optimism. 
But my prediction is if he doesn't drop out, he'll flunk out, which is like, it's all so nasty and pervasive and horrible, isn't it? And he says, it's a waste of his time and my money. And then yet again, in a pattern that followed from the last scene where mum comes in, she comes in and exactly as you pointed out, sticks up for Percy, but absolutely and utterly fucking does him in because she says just because he flunked a class or two in high school doesn't mean he'll do the same thing in college. Right, sweetie. I like, I wrote this down because it upset me so much. I have faith in you. And I know that one day that faith will pay off. So no matter how many times you let us down, sweetie, my faith will be there to pick you right back up. And the dad says, your faith and my bank account. Then we get back to denigrating people who oh, have yeah, got, absolutely. Um, jobs that don't need university College education, yeah. Of which the majority of the jobs that they denigrate are jobs that we really, really need. They are in great demand and what they do is actually an art form. But what he decides to have a go on is, is being a refrigerating and heating repair. Oh, now, I thought yeah. those two things are quite distinct. No, but I also you like, blend them together, but d- there we like, go. I had an ex-boyfriend who did refrigeration repair and he was absolutely loaded and constantly in demand and it was a difficult like he was an engineer like it's a difficult job did he restore your cold cold heart Catherine he did and he was gorgeous no he didn't sorry (laughs) I was was giving him an out there no 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 I won't I won't diss him he was absolutely lush so they basically have to dissing Gretchen say that they always knew Gretchen was college material, but Percy, and then they 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 go back to remembering when he wanted to be a vet a veterinarian. Oh, this is horrible. And his mum apparently, his mum tries to say like she tries to do this support of passive aggressive thing where she's like, you know, we backed you with that, but I said you should be a dog groomer instead. Like literally, not even a a vet nurse, which would be because being a vet in our country, I don't know what it's like in America, is harder to get into the medical it's school. Mental, yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, even if they'd have said uh, like a, a vet nurse, which again is extremely difficult to get into as well, but takes a level of qualifications that are high. You've got to have aptitude and everything else. But what they said is a dog groomer, and I'm not taking anything away from dog groomers because that is a job I could never in a million fucking years do. Every career is an art. That's the thing. Like every career takes talent and it takes skills and like oh dog groomer be a dog groomer not a vet but what they're trying to say is you couldn't get further it's, it's tr- like it's you um, couldn't get further from but a you're dog so right about it being unpleasant so we go from this absolutely awful awful disparagement of Percy that is just getting more and more insidious with each coming scene really oh. um into what i think is meant to be something randomly light-hearted and it's just fucking mental so we've I got mean, dawson gretchen and the i don't think it is like it's done badly and i get what they're trying to do i think i get what they're trying but to I do i know you're gonna make it about yourself so i'm gonna give you this scene i, I, it's I, I am gonna funny. make it about you myself. text like, me and you were like ah let me have this scene. So let me let me give you this scene while I drink wine. They are all in the dark, literally, figuratively. And um, like us, like us all, anyway, listener. Like us. Listener the, and us. So they've, got, they've got these children in the, the dark. dark. And Gretchen has a surprise that she wants them all to Can see. I just and jump like, in? Now is not the time to get your vagina out Gretchen, seriously. Bullshit. You'll probably know my kids have a little star machine. I bought one of your children. I bought it for them when they were a lot, lot younger. They would be sat there going like, oh, my God, come and see. This is the most amazing thing ever. Like, but Gretchen makes out like yeah. this little star machine is the best thing. So the kids all want to play Monopoly. 
but Dawson my kids want to play Monopoly my kids are like I know. Uh, well, hang on Trump. I know which kids want to play Monopoly the ones that are stuck with fucking Gretchen and Dawson <laughs> so Gretchen says that she's got something better than Monopoly and I'm like it better be drugs it's not drugs it's a crap light that puts stars on the ceiling and she starts to tell this story that it was oh, like grandma's shit. this story uh, shit it was their great grandma's no so it turns out that Gretchen's been to the Joey School of absolutely fucking crap children's based story foreplay <laughs> because she starts to tell this story about a girl called Isabella who is a princess and a star dancer. And I was like, is that a child friendly version of a lap dancer? I think so it I was. That I Isabella think that was we, can, me. we can make this fit. Off you go. So uh, Isabella was apparently meant for a life dancing amongst the stars. Definitely a lap dancer. I've danced for so many like Z-listers. And she was blessed <laughs> because she could fly from star to star. That literally means like fucking one of those. She's a star fucker, basically. She's a groupie. Isabella is a groupie. I remember the days. So I'm getting Just, behind Isabella because Isabella is Isabella, we're with, we're with Isabella was cursed, though, because for every star she would visit and fuck, she would end up having a crap kiss and tell going to the tabloids. Sorry, I mean, there'd be another <laughs> one that she'd left behind. I used to call it love them and leave them. So she was forced to live in eternity dancing amongst the stars, free as a bird but alone. This was literally my life from 19 to 25. And Gretchen's like, it was tragic. And me and Dawson are both like, not really. And Dawson <laughs> says, think of all the think of all of the stars she got to visit and how much better she made their lives. And I was like, that's, that's exactly right. as well, Dawson. How much are we sticking up for Dawson this this episode? Like you're are like Dawson, I am Isabella, so dancer to the stars. Thank you, Dawson. Dance for once. I mean, come on. Did how, you much, really? how much more star do you want? Did. We need to. We'll probably a, need to. Um, is a lovely person if you're listening. Gretchen tells Dawson that she leaves, and the little boy says, "If Isabella ever visits me, I don't ever want her to leave." And I was like, mate, when she starts demanding fancy <laughs> shoes and high-end holidays, you won't be you won't be able to get the door shut quick enough. <laughs> and Dawson's like, me either. And then the kids get called down, and I assumed they would just start some frottage, but instead they just creepily watch the stars. And that was the shittest interlude. Dawson ever. watch the stars. Although it has given me a really good basis for my autobiography. The called, star dancer. Uh, Katie the star dancer. <laughs> Instead of the star fucker, because my mum will find that more palatable. <laughs> I might call this so, yeah. episode the star dancer. <laughs> she went from star to star and made them all feel better about themselves because she was able to di- she was able to disjoint her jaw <laughs> like a <stick. laughs> I apologise to everyone, especially our British listeners, for the names I just cut out of that because I am going to have to cut the names out. Messages for more details on. Message us some more details. (laughs) Or just Google my name. Anywhere. Yes, anywhere, anywhere. Right, we're going now to Pacey leaning on a doorway as Joey approaches and she's telling Pacey, like, not to believe them, which I'm... I know, I know she yeah. means absolutely well, but it's fucking easier said than done that, isn't yeah. it? Jesus Christ, it really, this is his it entire really, life. It really, really is. And this is all you're undoing, Joey. I know I keep saying it, but, you know, no toxic family can hide that level of toxicity that well that she didn't know that it would go like this. But, yeah, she tries to big him up and says that he's going to go to college, he's going to do amazing. There's absolutely nothing that they can do or say about it. Mm. And Percy asks her, what if they're right? What if he simply is too stupid to do anything oh, worthwhile with his life? And, it, and it's weird because we know what's going on here we've got a fairly good idea of what the letter was that was received as we'll find out later but joey's like what are you talking about what's going on it can't just be about your birthday 
bearing in mind the scenes that have happened inside the house, yes, it absolutely can. Everyone just immediately guesses there's something deeper to it and that Pierce is quite happy with being absolutely derided by his family on a daily basis. But anyway. God, so, that's Pierce, such a good point. It never occurred. That never occurred to me that, that like... It's like what, does there need to be like, does there need to be another motive? He's just but been also, more like than anything, Katie, even just on a really top level version of it, he asked for this not to happen. Not to happen. So even yeah. actually, so got on quite well. Wonderful. Yeah. Even if it was all fantastic, she's gone against his wishes. So there's more than enough reasons for Pacey to be pissed off. But obviously, Joey knows more. So this Pacey has kind of tried to speak to her before. Um, when he suggested going for a walk and bad dad thought they were going to go and have marijuana because that's what the young kids are doing these days. So he's like, let's go down to the basement. And it was like a horror film for me at this point because I'm like, don't <laughs> go down to the basement. It made me laugh. We all know what's going to happen here. Gretchen is getting finger banged by Dawson. Or it, it appears she's getting dry humped by him from what I can see because they're both on a sofa. Dawson's I on top of that. There. They're fully clothed. There is some footage going on. I took a picture of it. Let me send you this picture. I, I took a picture of it. Why would you so do this to funny. me? It's so funny. I'm going to put it on Twitter and, okay, and Instagram Glenn. and everything. Um, I've sent it to you. But can it just you hide it under a trigger not, warning to people? It's not even smooching, <laughs> is it? They're not having a little smooch. Like, he's lay on top of it. There's a dry hump. He's laid on top of that. Totally right. He is grinding his Dawson Kane <laughs> into her vagina through the fabric of denim. That is exactly what is going on. <laughs> and all I can say is denim. thank the Lord for denim because it is a thick enough fabric not to like completely <laughs> leave the ick on you. But that might be the episode title that, thank the Lord for denim. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> right. I just want to talk really briefly about this before we move on, because I don't know why Joey and Pacey are so bothered. And I do know oh, why, because well, the writers are trying to make, to out make that it the opposite of what Dawson. happened with it's, Joey. It's, but it's, it's issue, also but meant just, to be Dawson's got to, isn't it? It's meant to be roles reversed. And now Dawson's the one who's like, ha ha, see, I can rub my denim clad coin on somebody as well. And oh, look, it's your boyfriend's sister. So I, I see what they're doing. And, and Joey's like, oh, right, wrong room in a super sarcastic manner because Joey and then we go <laughs> to everyone sitting down for dinner Pacey's mm. mum calls them for dinner and you're just like okay yes. now we're going to go into what is going to be the most awkward dinner in the world oh, ever and again God, at this point horrible. Joey should maybe like Joey just do the right thing just get D&V or something anything just be like I've literally just shit myself in the basement we're going to have to go home this is all on you Joey <laughs> if you need to embarrass yourself in this way you should you should be a good girlfriend and say you just sharted in the basement I'm sorry but the, <laughs> it, it's going to take a big action here that's what it and, takes and, and PS, that's what it takes. Thank God for denim. That's why you can't see what I've done in my pants. <laughs> thank the Lord for denim. <laughs> this show right. America, <laughs> what's the living fuck is chipped beef on toast? I Googled it, it and it sounds looks, and I'm, I'm vile. Sorry. This is really no offence to anybody who really enjoys chipped beef on toast, but it sounds fucking awful. And it there's worse horrible, still. Yeah. So it's kind of air-dried beef, and, and you can get it in a tin now. It's like really cheap food stuff. Or you can home make it, which I'm going to assume that Pacey's mum has done. I thought it might be corned beef, but they do have corned beef. No, it's have, not. They call corned beef corned beef in America, yeah. don't they? Because they yeah, have corned beef. not corned beef. Like I that. thought it yeah. might be potted beef. You know that you'd have like, like a pate type thing, but that would be a starter. But anyway, it's none of these things. <laughs> I listen it's... to us. 
that would be a starter. It's uh, it's chipped beef. It's a weird one. And that, on his mum's all pleased with that. For herself. your 18th birthday. That's still a fucking starter as far as I'm concerned. Anything on the toast equals starter. I need sides. I need main meals. I need carbs. <laughs> that, that's a starter. I'm sorry. It's a snack that you have when you're exceedingly drunk to try and sober yourself up when you come up and there's no takeaways. Come home and there's no takeaways open. If you're coming up, you ain't going to be wanting chip beef. Anyway, <laughs> she's made um chip beef and she's like, it's your favourite. And Pacey's like, no, actually, it's Doug's it's favourite. Dogs, My yeah. favourite is spaghetti and meatballs. But if you go into the history of chip beef, which for whatever fucking reason I did, maybe just to get away from the image of Dawson Dry Hump and Gretchen, it was also a really popular meal that was served in the military, particularly in Vietnam, yes. Dad, because it was cheap and it was easy to make. Of so we course, all know where they yeah. got chip beef from, don't we? So his mum's like, no, 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 it was definitely your favourite. Um, you always used to ask me to make it. Like, just believe him when he says he fucking hates stuff. It looks vile. It looks like dog food on toast. R.I.P. scraps. So <laughs> sorry. Pacey's just like well, Kerry did. Pacey's just like, oh yeah, I must have just been pretending to hate it. And then the mother's just like, Joanna, can you go and get the ketchup? For fucking fuck's sake, she's at your house every fucking Sunday. She's Apparently. called Joey. So we get the ketchup, which is just a placement for all of the characters to evolve in and out of the kitchen to discuss yes. what happened in the basement. So Dawson's already washing his hands. He must be doing a super good job. He's never going to get COVID because everyone <laughs> yeah, sat at the dinner that. table Dawson's and Dawson's like, still washing his hands. Didn't he just? But you just think, well, Dawson's the kind of person who's so polite or at least tries to give that veneer of like crawling up parents' asses. He would have been sat at the dinner table. Well, oh, actually, 100%. no, he's, he's probably mapping he was up. Too busy crawling he's probably, up he's probably mopping up his pre-cum I've just oh. now I come to think you of it now I, know, now I know what he's doing he's washing the smell of your sister off his fingers oh, stop it there you're the <laughs> I know you now already do it because it upsets me <laughs> I know that's lovely of me isn't it um, and if anybody else crashes the car it ain't my problem right so Joey goes in to get the ketchup and starts to kind of give a bit of an interrogation to Dawson about what the oh, fuck it's is going one of on those real Dawson proper passive aggressive. She's no, like Johnny Depp trying like... to find a bottle of wine in the kitchen, <laughs> trying to get that tomato ketchup as well. There's doors slamming all over. <laughs> But it's one of those Dawson's Creek things, though, where they really like to use words and then like people repeat words. And it's sort of like yeah. like almost like a little game of verbal tennis that Daw- you know how no real people talk. But it's Dawson's Creek for you. It's Dawson's Creek for you, everybody. And also, so Dawson does this really annoying thing as well. He apologises to Joey for her finding out like this. But deep down, you know, Dawson's like, nah, nah, I can do it too. I'm so sorry you had to find out like this. And Joey's just like, are you seeing each other yet? And Dawson's like, well, we we were meant to have a date. And she's like, well, you're dating then, are you? And he's like, well, we, we... we were going to have a date. So it's a relationship. And he's like, well, we haven't quite defined what we are yet. And Joey's like, well, you are something, aren't you? Yeah, you're a knob. That's to Dawson, not Joey. So Gretchen comes in, Joey walks out, and Gretchen's like, what do we do now? You know, because you know, it's, let, let's put it on to, uh, you know, Dawson, you know, who's like three years younger than you, Gretchen. Let's get him to solve it. And Dawson says he doesn't know, but they can probably move beyond the should we, shouldn't we tell them thing. Oh, and by the way, Joey thinks they're a couple. Gretchen looks absolutely fucking horrified and asks <laughs> <told> her that. <laughs> her face is just like, fuck my fucking life. And thank God for dinner. Um, because she's <laughs> pregnant by now. Oh, God. 
And Dawson says, no, no, I just told her that we had a date. And it's the same kind of character conversation. Uh, so she's yeah, like, like, you told, you her told we were them were dating. This, you told them this. And Dawson says, no, he told her that they hadn't defined the relationship yet. And Gretchen just, asks uh, what Joey, yeah. Joey said. And part of me is like, Gretchen, if you're that bothered, fucking ask Joey yourself. You're one half of this terrible twosome. But anyway. Terrible twosome. Well, I mean, it is, it isn't is it? It is very so, terrible, yes. So Dawson tells her that Joey basically said, yeah, but it is a relationship. And then Gretchen's like, is it? And I'm like, for fuck's sake, people, go on, Joey Spring or something. This is getting terrible. And Dawson says, well, he wants to know what she thinks. So she says she doesn't know. So, of course, Dawson decides to tell her how she thinks because Dawson. Because he says to her that he doesn't think that this is about Pacey or Joey or her family or coming out of any closets. He thinks that's good because Tom Cruise needs that closet leading to it. He thinks it's about her and John. Travolta anyway he thinks it's about her and she needs to figure out what she wants and to be honest as much as we don't always like Dawson that is fair enough Dawson wants to date Gretchen Dawson would love to have a relationship with Gretchen Gretchen is the one who is sort of getting off with him but then pulling away and yeah. all the rest of it, it is I understand Gretchen why Gretchen's doing about what it she wants. Gretchen well Gretchen's also and I think we said this earlier in the episode but like pissed at this point but Gretchen does kind of like oh I want to bang him I don't know why I want to bang him I don't want anyone to know I want to bang him oh what do I do which is we've all been there um, <laughs> and it's not a very nice thing to do, people. And we've all grown up, and we would never do it again. <clears throat> so uh, Dawson walks back into the dining room, and then Percy comes in. Enter um, Percy because it's just yes. like, like, what are they all coming in for? They've got the ketchup. Anyway, I think Percy so, just doesn't want to be in there, does he? Yeah, just Percy just the rather be anywhere but there. So Gretchen's like, "Look, let's talk about it." And Percy's like, "Actually, let's not today. Really, isn't the day. If it was any other day, and he walked into the basement and found them making out with Dawson of all people, he would probably freak out, and they would have words, but not today. Today, he would rather not think or talk about it. In fact, he'd rather just forget it ever happened because he has bigger problems." And Gretchen's like, "Oh, are you bigger problems? Fuck off, Gretchen." <laughs> Gretchen. And Percy basically Leave it alone, Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen, you've done enough damage. No one's ever going to be able to sit on that basement sofa again for a start. So Pacey basically says that he's got to have a conversation with Joey that is going to impact upon the entire rest of their relationship, not to mention explain why he's been in such a terrible mood today. And again, can I just say, Pacey, no explanation is needed. Even if that letter told you you had one day to live, um, I would still expect you to be just as pissed off as you are with everything that's happened because it's terrible. It's continuing this trope that Pacey's birthday is the worst day ever for him every single year. No, no, it's not his birthday. It's his family that's cursed. Um, Absolutely. Quite so she says, you know, what what on earth are you going on about? And Percy quite frankly just tells her that he would advise her to stick to her own dramas. Because <laughs> they're more entertaining, is what he says. Now, Percy, I'm on the receiving end of this and I don't find it entertaining. I will say that. And speaking of not being entertaining, Ugh. we're back to Tobes and Jen. And essentially, we've just got a little montage of drunk teenagers and Jen driving them around and Toby smirking like, twat because that's what he said they're meant to be called responsible rides and at one point there's like two practically having sex in the back and her and toby just laughing uproariously like it's the funniest thing ever and obviously like so there's two of them vertically having sex the next passenger is an upset young boy who's like going on about like some girl that he really loved and she said that she didn't love him and then he found her having sex with his friend in the bathroom and the next one is a couple of girls and one of them is pretty much unconscious on her friend's shoulder again responsible driving people and then she's all right and Mm. then 
you know, she said she's trying to make Jen go to a party where there's going to be beer bongs and keg stands and body shots, but then her friends are all over. Can I just mm. say, all of these teenagers are so much more fun than the Cape Side Crusaders, who just went <laughs> from like childhood into like antsy middle age. Like they're just doing teenage things like beer bongs, bongs and vomiting on themselves and crying over people getting caught having sex in the toilets. But everybody else is just like, all of the Dawson's Creek crew just sit around throwing their boss words at each other and fucking, oh, I can't. Dry humping on sofas. <laughs> right, so this next scene, it's sort of like one of those turning point Dawson's Creek scenes, isn't it? It's that little scene in the centre that twists the entire thing so we can get towards the end, narrative-wise. Absolutely fine. Some of it quite upsetting. The mute sister finally gets to talk, though, Katie. She, she does. Gets two and, lines. Well, initially... Um, Congrats, she's Kerry. She, she's bought him what... It, it's really weird to work out what it is at first. So she explains it's a novelty ashtray. And Pacey's I like really sarcastically like... I thought the kids had made it. Oh, maybe the kids... Can you imagine that? For today's art project, we're going to leave the decoupage and we're going to make it an ashtray for all of the dirty people who smoke carcinogenic cigarettes. So Pacey It was the year 2000, man. People were still smoking everywhere. True. But Percy's like, thank you. And then sarcastically tells her that he's been meaning to take up smoking. Maybe it was his dad's suggestion because he thinks that all teenagers smoke marijuana. I don't know. But sticking with the completely irresponsible and weird present theme, um, he then opens his dad's present, which is just a box of fucking fireworks. Like, do you just want him to kill himself? Well, yeah, it's fireworks. And the dad is pretty pleased with it. And Percy is like, oh, just what I've always wanted. They're a very responsible family. The dad looks pretty disappointed and then the mum comes in and I just thought the phrasing of this was quite funny because it's like the mum doesn't know how to relate to her kids so she has to read things in ladies home journal that tells her how to relate to her kids do you know what I mean I just thought I I know I said it earlier in the episode but there's some real subtleties in some of the scripting that's really really good and really like tells you a lot about this family so she says if you recall early childhood memories of your children that it helps you bond with your children because again she doesn't know how to bond and basically she says mine is and again like really wrapped up in something nice but like there's a fucking grenade in there because she says like mine is Percy being a baby and like he was it was such a relief to have such a late bloomer and like he never bothered anyone and he fell asleep in cardboard boxes she's basically saying that everybody else was so did she have a cat, not a Percy, by the way? When she's like, he just like fell asleep. I know, in just cardboard, cardboard boxes. boxes. That's a cat. That's a, that's a cat, <laughs> that's Mrs. Witter. That's not a baby. But yeah, well, she's so essentially she's saying, saying that he's just so advanced and advanced, into everything. Yeah. And Percy was just like, oh, look, a balloon. Oh, I'll fall asleep in a cardboard box, which is just awful. There's always going to be got to be something horrible. Um, and they all oh, laugh. And, and then yeah, Doug tells an awful story they just left him at 31 Flavours, which I think is an ice cream place, yeah? And that they all found it really it's funny. They were so, all laughing. Yeah. They were driving away and there was this woman, a holding Percy, who was screaming. And I know, like, I don't think the writers think it's funny, I will say that, but I, it's quite upsetting to think of, like, a little kid, just his family, like, just walking off and leaving him and forgetting about him. And, and Doug says, and this is also upsetting, Doug says he was so upset he peed his pants. And you just sort of think that poor, like... Like, I assumed, I mean, I'm not making excuses for people who leave children, but I know quite a few people have, you know, when they've got a tiny, tiny baby and you kind of forget that it's there. But this was an actual child that was out of nappies and that would have made a fuss, but obviously not because he was a late bloomer. So that's all fine. And everyone just laughs up raw, is well, this? 
Yeah, they absolutely do. And then Gretchen comes in and tries to make it better. And she tells a story about a bully who pushed her off a swing and, and, and split her lip. And Pacey comes in and like sticks up for her. And he's like, don't you hit my sister. And then the dad comes in and goes, yeah, he came home crying because the bully beat him up instead. And it's sort of like, oh, but he's God, just missed he the entire catch a break. Because Gretchen's basically saying that's my brother, you know, he's so brave, blah, blah, blah. And the, the moral of the story isn't that Percy got beat up. The moral of the story is that Percy knew that was probably gonna happen. He didn't think, he didn't care. All he wanted yeah, to do he was protect, to protect Gretchen. You know, he was a second grader, and this kid presumably was also a fifth grade boy and bigger, you know, and stronger than him. But he just wanted Aww. to protect his sister. But he's we know Percy's a protector, except last we episode, do. but let's forget that. Yeah, let's move on from that. Gretchen tries to throw him a bone because she's just been rubbing against Dawson's and her dad absolutely uh, completely lovely fucks it off and then the (sighs) mute sister gets her line and I guess like, Kerry speaks but, and Kerry, 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 you should have just stuck to eating popcorn because what Kerry does is tell the worst story ever. Oh, um, she God, yeah. tells the story about the time that Pacey got up at 530 in the morning and decided to make pancakes for everybody. And at this point, it sounds like it's going to be quite a sweet story. But Pacey puts his head in his hands and he's like, oh, come on. Yeah. No. Um, so despite clearly not enjoying any of this, Kerry continues and she's like, she laughs and she goes and then he set the kitchen on fire and scraps, who we assume is the dog died of smoke inhalation and she's literally mid laugh lol, lol, like, lol. lol 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 the dog died and then she realizes that actually it's not the best of stories and joey it's, looks absolutely yeah it's a real horrified. a real theme of all these stories of percy trying to uh, do something good and people finding bad in it Oh, he's all the times that Percy's tried to do something nice for people. All the times that Percy's fucked up. It's really sad. It's really sad. So everyone goes a little bit quiet and thoughtful because RIP scraps. You've still got your shrine over there, although Joey's managed to miss it every single Sunday she's been over. (laughs) Apparently. So his dad says that he's got a story and his dad almost looks like he's going to try and turn things around, but this is Percy's dad and we we know he very rarely does that. And Percy just has a complete breakdown. He's had enough. He's had enough. And I don't blame him. And he says that... that's it. As much as he loves being publicly eviscerated on his own birthday, he thinks they can all guess what the theme of the next anecdote is going to be. It's going to be Pacey messes up again, or Pacey kills the dog, or Pacey's pants, or pukes, or gets the pulp beaten out of him. But do you know what else um, the theme might be? The theme of every birthday that he's ever had, Aww. the theme of his entire life, for that matter. Nobody gives Nobody Pacey, gives Pacey a, break. a break. Everybody expects yeah. the worst, then he always gets the crappy end of the stick. He gets fireworks and an ashtray and chipped beef on toast for his birthday. I mean, that is pretty terrible. And he gets endlessly oh, harassed because how dare Percy. he want to go to college so that he can finally get out of the place. And then that's when he delivers the bombshell oh, yeah. building for the entirety of the episode. So he tells them, well, he tells his dad that him and his wallet can breathe easily because he doesn't yeah. think he can go to college anyway. And it turns out he found out today that the only skill that he thought would take him, which is his fallback skill, has rejected him. And his assumption yeah. is obviously if that skill's rejected him, then so is the, all of the other ones. So he's not going to yeah. go to college, he says. At the end of the day, everyone was completely right. He's going to end up exactly where everyone expected him to be, a complete failure. Yeah. And then he and walks then he, off. Opens and to the add door insult to, to injury. And toxic Toby. Like, can you think sake. of it? Like, like Percy will never ever have come across toxic Toby in his life before ever. But even that would be enough to finish me off. Jesus. Also, Christ. can I just just and they're singing happy birthday and Percy singing happy past birthday. them and they're like, what the fuck? Just while we're on the subject of toxic Toby, just really, really quickly, we had Jack appear and his dad be like, who the hell are you? We have not seen hiding the hair of Jack in any of these other scenes. Like, where is Jack? 
I no, was there during that, he was. wasn't he? He was there briefly. I don't remember seeing him at all, but maybe that's because I was concentrating on the family. Don't dance, worry, but... he is there. And because well, no, he, you he know wasn't he's there because one... he's in the next no. scene. No, no, but I'm just saying for those those previous scenes, it was like Jack had been completely forgotten about. But we'll oh, be bringing back Jack shortly. Don't worry, right. don't worry, he's back. So Joey decides that she's going to leave to look for Percy and Dawson's yeah. like, I'll come with you. And Joey's like, no, no, I can handle it. But Dawson points out that she doesn't actually have a car because Percy's her car. So why Percy didn't take his car? Fuck knows. Who knows? Who cares? Is it his dad's car, though? Uh, also, but like, then his dad's just... pissed. He's not going to be needing it. How do you it. just take someone's car without... There's like, always a squad car that they just all drive around in as well. Just jump in the police car, mate. Everybody else does. But anyway, for whatever reason, maybe they put all the keys in a bowl before the party started. Well, that's what I was, was wondering. How do it you was know? actually going to be a good party. Oh, just <laughs> it was no going to be a bitch and go party. <laughs> or just no one, like, fucking, like, locks their car. Just leaves no, the no, keys I in think the I think we're meant to think nobody locks the car. Nobody shuts the windows. Everybody has a ladder propped up against them. And yet there's no crime in Capeside because we barely not a, apart from that and, serial killer that time yeah yeah but he went he was cute it's fine <laughs> so then we go back to the party and jack is giving jen some cake and notices Thank you, jack. that toxic what a good toby you is are. there yeah this is how you look like you need jack some is. cake so toby's come to make him uncomfortable and jack t- you know i mean bless jack jack should have just said what you're doing get out of the fucking house but jack sure. politely asks him how the club is doing and toby's like the gay club you mean where all the gay kids hang out and do gay stuff oh, together off, actually toby. toby i think you'll find it's a gay straight coalition so thank you for you know not even understanding your own fucking club and stop <laughs> staying away gay like jack's just gonna turn into a pile of dust like a a, a vampire that sees its own reflection like like it doesn't fucking matter. So instead of oh, Toby just being polite and saying ah, okay. it's going well, he asks Jack how his own club's doing. His club of self hatred and denial. I hate I you, Toby. Hate and you also, so Toby, much, Toby, I think you'll find that that is the club that you are the single member of. Um, and Jack, instead of just punching, I just can't get on board with this representation that basically Toby is behaving like this because he fancies Jack. I get the sort of like, oh, if like- Toby was eleven. And it's still a bit of a twat. I could almost get on board with it if he was 11. You know what I mean? Like when when people that fancied you would like kick you up, pull your pigtails or whatever. But I like to think that we've moved on a bit like that. But no. I would hope so. But I know we, we say it so often, but it's this idea of negginess flirting. This is an extra level. It's a level on. I know we said it earlier in the episode, but it's for me, it's a level even on from AJ, who was fucking vile. It's fucking nasty and it's really getting to the very core of who Jack is and fucking attacking it. And, and a real vulnerability of Jack's like he's just coming to terms with all of this and Toby is fucking attacking it. And to say to Jack, who is not full of self-hatred and denial, Jack is becoming happy with who he is from what yeah, I can it's see. Like he's We're not really giving a lot of him It's fucking horrible. About it. even. It's all and awful. And at this feel- point... Jack excuses himself and walks off instead of just punching him flat out, which is what he should have done. And Jack just kind of looks over and looks a bit sad. Remember that, people. Oh, oh, oh. Now now we've got another fucking scene of Joey and Dawson's say words. None of this makes any sense. We're still talking about Dawson and Gretchen. We're still fucking bollocking on. We're having the same conversation we had about two or three scenes ago. And also... Joey is saying things that don't really make sense to me. And I feel like this is happening a lot in season four, that people are making these sweeping statements about characters that don't actually really fit with who they are. 
Does that make sense? So it's like, just say words, just say words at this point, everybody. It's fine. Yeah, it is really ridiculous. So they go into this, she starts to basically say it and she doesn't really care at all what's going oh. on with Gretchen and Dawson. She doesn't so care, why are you talking dating, about she doesn't it? care if they're a couple. She doesn't why care if they're just periodically groping each other, which makes me want to hurl in my own mouth. Thank the Lord for all for she denim. cares, they can... <laughs> Thank the Lord for denim. For, oh God, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And, it's all right. It gets worse. It gets worse because the and I'm gonna to have to share this with everybody later. And I will. This is my own version of a trigger warning. But I thought something in one scene, and because it was in my head, and I had to live with that. I'm gonna tell everybody, and you're all gonna to have to live with that. I'm afraid, and it's vile. Um, but anyway, Joey doesn't <laughs> care what they do. They can run off to get Vegas and get married for all she cares. She cares so little that whilst looking for her boyfriend who could have run off potentially suicidal, <laughs> she's decided to just bring this up in the car ride. And for once, Dawson, it's all about me. Lee. Theory, hasn't actually brought it up but seems as Joey has he's going to go along for the ride of course he is literally and he's going to get to say he doesn't know what's messing me around on. Joey I don't know what's going on every time I try to get close she runs away how is this possible you've just had this conversation like literally just had this conversation but okay sure so then yeah, we're all Joey gone. says words Joey says words about the waiters like, yeah, what they do, what they do is they do this really weird thing. So Joey basically wants to talk about Pacey and Dawson kind of wants to talk about Joey, but instead of just doing that, Gretchen. they start talking about the um, well, it's kind of Joey as well because he talks about the potters as opposed to well, just Joey. That, but that's sort of- um but what yeah. they do is they group the Secondary. two families into the Witters and the Potters as if they're this kind of homogenous mass that just shares one hive mind. And like, as you know, anyone with siblings, you're all the same, right? You all do the same things. <laughs> you all think the same things. I don't have siblings, but I know, Catherine, you've got two sisters and that means you all have vaginas. Therefore, you all think and do the same things. Is that right? Absolutely, without a doubt. We're like, we're just three clones, essentially, is what we are. Just three. And what we're trying to say is that couldn't be further from the truth. And where there there will be certain shared family traits, what people tend to do is they grow up and they have their own thoughts, opinions and feelings. But this isn't anything that's occurred to either Joey or Dawson. So she's trying to make him feel better about Gretchen by saying that's the witters for you because she's now an expert on witter family relationships, despite the fact knowing that how toxic fucking Pacey's exactly. family was and still making him endure the world's worst birthday party. So she, what she's trying to do is give Dawson relationship advice about Gretchen, but what she's really doing is talking about Pacey and herself. Oh, so she basically says that... The thing about witters is that they, they keep their keep emotions them. really, really close to their chest and their weaknesses, and their weaknesses even closer. closer. Which is just such a lie. Literally, Pacey told jo- and tells Joey exactly how he feels about a lot of things. All like, the it's time. Just because if anything, he they, they're all a bit emotionally incontinent. Yeah, if only, a, if only Mr. Witter rock. kept his emotions to himself instead of just, you know, physically and emotionally <laughs> abusing his. So not all points, but no, it turns out the witches do actually just keep their emotions. And also that keeping their weaknesses closer. Yeah, like what? Because Percy didn't say this one thing for a day because he was his birthday and he didn't really want to talk about it. So therefore, yeah, and he got dragged to the thing that he really didn't want to do. Maybe if you had the the champagne and sex on a pier, he would have told you in the post glove that first fuck he's been hanging on for for the past fucking 75 years but anyway so she says that the good news is that they always tell the truth however it's often enough to do self the signs that they've been suffering so again joey's bringing it back to but, herself but and also the fact that she like did completely in joey's defense ignore. 
everything Pacey wanted. Yeah, today. absolutely. But I think what she what she's referring to, she's not referring to making him go at this party. She's referring to the fact that he didn't tell her about college. He didn't college, know about the letter and he didn't but tell her, yeah. In Joey's defence, as I say, it's been, what, 12 hours tops? I can understand why Pacey held that close to his chest. And if I were Joey, yeah, I would feel more guilty about the party than I would not seeing that Pacey was upset. Also, the thing, like, I'm, again, I'm going to come to Joey's defence. He started his entire day by going, I hate my birthday and I don't want to talk about it and I don't like it. So you you could forgive him for being in a bad mood for the entirety of the day. Does that make sense? So I don't think you've really ignored yeah. anything apart from his, like, wants and needs on his birthday, but okay, yeah. But anyway, Dawson says it's not your fault, which is right, that he didn't get into college, which is totally right. And she says it's my fault that he thinks he's disappointed me because I said he'd definitely get in. Joey, you're not a college counsellor. You, you're backing him and you're, and you're saying all the right things. Don't worry about it, love. And then Dawson says there's the potters for you. They tend to believe. You're not a college counsellor. And even they're pretty shit. Yeah, exactly. And by potters, he just means Joey. Um, unless yeah. he means like bad dad, the one you like. Chills cocaine. Um, listen, he very much believed in himself. What's cocaine. that? It's just flour. <laughs> it's just sacks of flour. I believe you. He believed um, maybe in he's got maybe he's got a point. Maybe he's got a point about the naive, the naivety <laughs> of the potters. Anyway. I believe that dropping this match won't touch my entire business down. Yeah. So, so anyway, they're too. fucking so, looking um, for Percy by driving down a road, and then they decide after driving, driving down, down a motorway. Road, yeah, but they're not even looking for him. They're, they're talking him. about their own emotional issues with other people. <laughs> like they're not looking at all, and then they're like, "We're probably not going to find him." And I was screaming at the TV, going, "Surely there's a pier somewhere he's going to be brooding on." Oh, Go there. So Literally, the next scene is Percy brooding on a pier. As his yeah. dad approaches him with it a report and says he thought he might uh, need it. Can I just ask a question, Officer Whitter? You pisshead. How did you get here? How did oh, you get to the pier? Pisshead Whitter. <laughs> PC pisshead Whitter, Officer. How did you get to the pier? Because you were fucking hammered, so you better not have drove. Anyway, public care, public safety announcement over. Public safety announcement, um, don't drive around Cape Side after a certain but point. who's going to arrest him? There's only him and Doug can arrest him, so it's brilliant. And Doug's probably pissed as well. Doug loves a rosé. And let your career off the road because the one ambulance might be in Providence and then you are fucked. You know where the one ambulance will probably be is a really expensively set up illegal rave that somehow <laughs> can come and be Cape Side. Only one fucking ambulance to just stand there and wait until somebody has some sort of a drug-related fit on a I need to get over this, but I never ever will right. people. Let's so hilariously, when so what do you think about this scene? Because well, when Percy has done one, one No, because I know what you're gonna say, and it made me laugh so much. But he comes and he gives Percy his coat and his gloves. What I was gonna say was Percy's like, How did you know I was here? And he this says, is what I, I, I got funny. a call from a houseboat about a creepy looking person lurking on the dock. <laughs> and I was like, you would be getting 7,000 calls a day because all any fucker does in Cape Side is lurk by docks. I am calling bullshit on this. So he asks what he's doing and Pacey says he wants to be close to the water, which after what's happened tonight, I'd be seriously worried about my son. And his dad mm. says, look, I haven't told this to anybody anymore and I'll hunt you down if you tell anyone. You won't really need to hunt him down. You know exactly where he is. But anyway, so his dad basically admits that the first time he ever applied to the police academy, he got rejected. 
Yeah. And obviously he's never told anybody this and Pacey's quite surprised to hear it. And his dad says it's absolutely devastating. And, you know, it took him a lot to get through that. And Pacey says that he knows that he isn't college material. He just really, really wanted it. And his dad, in a moment of clarity, says that he knows he's been hard on him about school. And it's not because he doesn't want him to go or that he's not good enough to get in. He just isn't sure it's the right thing for him or if it's ever been the right thing for him. But even if that is the case, Mr. Witter, none of your business but he does say that if anyone asks him he thinks Pacey's meant to do great things yeah he says ask me if you meant to do great things like dot 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 and Pacey smiles and and then what his dad says is I didn't get to tell my story it was Pacey's 10th birthday party and his dad bought him fireworks and Pacey said it was the best present you ever got and we set them off out back near the water and you were really really happy so I was too right can we talk about this scene a little bit more? Oh, shocking. Can we talk about this yeah. scene a little bit more? Depth gay. No, let's just carry on. This is right. Tell me what you thought well, about it. What really annoys me is that we've done the bad dad with a thing to death. And what we did was, you know, he's been horrifically abusive to Percy, as I said, both physically and emotionally and mentally. And then we had in season two, maybe, that thing where they kind of, you know, they had fisticuffs it and was stuff, the and then they came together. Two. It was the end of season two, yeah, oh where he spoke to Andy on the phone. It actually was. Note down the day, everybody, because yeah. I will forget it. But they they had this breakthrough in their relationship and bad dad was turning into good dad again. And all of that was quite nice. And we had all of the background. We had the shitty fishing trip and everything else that led up to it. And then it's like none of that ever happened. He's an absolute twat of a dad again. And now we're going back through the rebuilding of their relationship and this time round I'm just not invested anymore like you've done it to me once and I understand that you can't fix relationships that easily and you know you can slip back into old habits and all of the rest of it but for me it felt like the writers had completely forgotten that we had already done this in season two and that's what I thought agreed right I totally agree with you I think that we're really really expected to sort of take everything because I think if you think about like the character arc that Andy and Jack's dad had, but he clearly stayed on it. Do you know what I mean? He went through that arc and stayed yeah. on it. Whereas Percy's dad seems to have gone right back to where he was. So there was that really nice moment in season two, which you're absolutely right about. And then we're back here with his dad making all of these disparaging comments. And I sort of feel like, right, the first point I want to make is if you genuinely feel that way about your children, why are you talking to them like that in the first place? Like no one thinks yeah. that's all right. But the second thing, so I really want to credit Victoria, who's one of the admins on Discord, who I spoke to last week, because she said she understands why this is happening, because this is almost through Percy's lens. It's Percy seeing it and it's Percy's experiences of it. So there's that almost sort of like need to forgive his dad and believe his dad's okay. But it's massively, massively frustrating because you're totally right. We've been here before. Nothing seems to have yeah. changed. Percy still doesn't like his family. I guess, and it's depressing as fuck. It's depressing as fuck. It, because it is, it is I guess but you know what I have thought, to defend this. I'm not I'm not gonna defend it, but if I had to play devil's advocate, and I don't believe this is true, I do genuinely believe that they just forgot that they'd done it um in season two or didn't really think about it, or as Victoria said, that they kind of wanted to do it through Percy's lens. But I guess that sometimes the story of somebody that is quite toxic and bad turning good, for example, Jack's dad, and then just becoming this wonderful, wonderful person, it's yeah. it's lovely and it's what we want from a teen drama, but it's also not true. And sometimes it's yeah. quite nice to see the other side of it that you will have fractured relationships, you'll try to put them together. They 
they yeah. might go back to how they were, but that that person does still try, and whether or not you want to keep trying is completely different. No, I but totally maybe this agree is a bit with that. More realistic family representation. The parents realise they're doing the wrong things, but maybe they just can't stop themselves from behaving like that. Maybe like yeah. maybe that's a really really good point. I ju- I just found it really really upsetting, and I think that Percy deserves better. And it's just been a shit show of an episode for poor Percy, but. At least we've had the delicious Joshua Jackson. At least we've had that. So speaking of things that upset us about this episode, Jesus Christ, like for an episode, I know I've said this already, but for an episode, I quite like there was so much stuff I didn't like individually. Jen is in the car saying, what do you think if I made this responsible ride a regular thing? Jen, why are you making the conscious decision to be around this mother fucker of a human being why why is this happening to me why are you like, doing G- it they're why? gbfs aren't there she needs another gbf and she wants to uh, Jack have a boyfriend and she's horrible care. and it's a fucking horrible shit show and toby's so condescending he's like oh the cynical jen lindley wants to do this i guess nothing is ever how it seems how oh, the God, fuck toby. have you known jen long enough to make this snap judgment that she's cynical? you met her twice and actually, jen isn't jen isn't cynical fuck off at this point jen says it's kind of like when you were really mean to jack so jen's finally noticed so jen didn't even i don't believe hear <sighs> the conversation that they had she could no. just see by the body language but the conversations that she has heard have been truly horrific if not abusive and that was all fine and jolly jips but then she sees something at the party that she's decided she doesn't like and now she's telling toby that he's being mean to jack and it's just like i don't buy this i'm sorry this is finally the point you've noticed it's not who jen is she's such a sensitive and thoughtful character who like really listens to other people it's just not who she is it's fucking joke can't stand it can't stand it so she also calls them out and says she knows that Greg is a fabrication and Toby goes to respond indignantly to it and Jen's basically oh, fuck like, you, look, Toby. look, I'm fine. I know you like Jack. Why else would you have gone this far out of your way to be mean to him no! tonight? Just tonight? Just tonight? And also that's not how you show you like somebody. Actually, you've done all of this because you're a cunt with the maturity of an 11-year-old. That is what you are. I'm sorry. It's not because you fancy somebody. This is awful. And she also, a lot why. of the awful stuff he said about Jack is behind his fucking back to you, Jen. Yeah, and you just put up with it. And now, oh now, now God. is the time that you decide to call it out. So she also says that, you know, she knew that Greg was too good to be true. And Toby's like, yeah, but it was good, wasn't it? And oh, Jen's just laughing off. and going, oh, yeah, no, when you no, dream no. big. Lying openly to people. But yeah, when no, you no, dream, no. when you dream dream big but it's like so you're a complete not only you were the nastiest person i've ever had the misfortune to see but you are also a fanaticist and jen's just like oh lolathon isn't this funny it's fucking what did i say a fanaticist no i think i was getting a like a fanatic (laughs) and a fantasist mixed up he's a fanaticist like he's both i've made a new word up and that is what he is yes but he is a fantasist but also he's a fucking massive liar who like decided to like create a boyfriend in order to make Jack look bad somehow. Yeah, but that's his boyfriend was just so perfect him. and he's been yeah. out since he was 12 he was, and his mum was a was famous so lesbian who but also he was happened so to do to Jack and it was like this boyfriend was created to make Jack look worse, which is fucking yeah, insane. It's twisted. Toby's it's a fucking twisted. lunatic. I'm it's sorry. Absolutely but... twisted. It's emotionally abusive and it's terrible. Oh, but, but instead, Jen, Jen, continues. Jen she continues. Yeah, she's just chiding him in like a jokey way. She's like, you know, if you like Jack first, you've got to be his friend. I'd be like, if you like Jack, 
never go near him again because if you do I will cut your balls off myself and but she says if you like Jack you need to be his friend and that we cry as being nice I know it's a new concept for you (laughs) but I think you might find it effective and then Toby says oh you're such a bitch because that's what gay people do and then Jenny goes oh you're you're such a bitch as well because that's what fag hags do and isn't it's just the biggest stereotype oh you bitch fuck off you're a psychopath that's what you are toby you're a psychopath and genuine old friend to jack anyway so should we go Casey back to the house jesus christ from Casey one toxic environment home. to another and they wonder where everyone's gone but it's all right everyone darkness. we're all friendy friends again now it's all fine forgiven. so the it's house fine. is in darkness uh pacey assumes that they've all fucked off for some better food because ain't no one likes chip beef on toast um, they open Casey. the door and would you believe it's surprise party numero de numero de it really is numero de because how could you fall for this again Percy for fuck's sake so oh, this time they've baby. bothered with a cake where have they got this cake from because Jack they had it before it in yeah, no, no, no. did you not notice that it had a big chunk cut out of it no I didn't yeah. and they couldn't even be asked to... to serve it on the full side they served it on like so they came towards Percy with the cut side like and they could have just turned I mean, the plate is... and it would have like a full cake that is good dedication to continuity from Dawson's Creek. I am happy with that. So they open the door. <laughs> there's a big they surprise. Were all eating the fucking cake. It's only Gretchen and um Jen's actually... it. Like Kerry wasn't face down in the cake because Kerry was food, apparently. <laughs> Just go nom 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 cake. Anyway. Yeah, so that's all nice. Percy's from now there. Happy. We got Dawson who's randomly like by a fire. And I can only assume that this is at the back of the waiter's house. He's just randomly built a fire, as you do. Yes. And Gretchen approaches, and Gretchen's been thinking everybody would be really pleased to find out. Well, you've out. got to remember, Katie, that in Dawson's Creek, it's either an important conversation by water, and if it can't be water, a fire is fine. Yeah, and how nobody's died in a, a flamey, watery mess, apart from Abby, I do not know. And she's been thinking, and sadly in this scene, I've been thinking too, and I'll share my thoughts with you shortly. Oh, Gretchen's fantastic. been thinking, and she admits <laughs> that tonight wasn't about her family, it wasn't about Percy and Joey, it was about her. So she's basically like, I mean, how Dawson hasn't come in his pants again, I don't know, because she's just oh, like, you're no. right, Dawson, you're right. Listen, that's all he needs, he doesn't even need a wank, he just needs no. to be told he's right. I mean, I mean, he's already had a bit of frottage, it's engorged, it's engorged and oh, ready. Oh, oh, fuck ah. me, fuck me, why do I do why this to myself? Thank the Lord for denim. Thank the Lord for denim, although, oh. Um, so she says that she knows how she feels about Dawson, but she's scared because she might leave soon and she wants to have this thing oh, or whatever it is with him. Oh, was that not the bullshit star dancer but story she's was worried about. she Come will on, hurt Gretchen. him. Oh, she's worried she'll hurt him. And Dawson quite rightly points out that he's leaving at the end of the year as well, Um, you know, because he'll get into UCLA people because he's brilliant. He is brilliant. But he'll be yes. going somewhere. He will be going to college, of course either going to college and, and basically Dawson just wants to get his end away so Dawson's like it isn't the point so right now, the point is right, right now. now right here right, right now right here, right here. let's get back right to now. we've moved from da, the chemical brothers to fat by let's get to the rave everybody to the rave fam white privilege rave everyone somebody give me an ecstasy tablet bigger than a horse tablet because I need to get through the rest of this episode and it's killing me hey Percy wanted to I be a you might have send one us, you know we have that thing buy me a drink can we just have like send me some drugs instead so he said let's get the most of it basically what Dawson's saying is I really want it 
get laid and it, I don't care if I'm going to get hurt. And Gretchen says that sometimes she doesn't know if he's wise or naive. Just naive, I think, Gretchen. But she thinks it's wise. And then she's like, Dawson, how did you get to be so fearless? And Everybody get your vomit bags ready. He's the biggest weed ever. Like, seriously. He twatted about around applying for college. Yeah, because he was like, oh, what if, what if? He twatted about with his feelings for Joey because, oh, what if, what if? Dawson's not fearless. This is what I mean about people fucking just saying words. Doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I've had a lot of white wine. So basically, Dawson says that he oh, wants Isabel- Isabella the Starfuckers story to have a good ending. <laughs> and Gretchen says, me too. And at this point, guys, if you're worried about Isabella the Starfucker, it's fine. She gets a really boring job in the public sector, given up mild <laughs> alcoholism and begins a random podcast. It is all good. And they Isabella, must believe it's it all good. It, it did. Thank you. Fine. I mean, sorry, Isabella says thanks. So they then kiss. <laughs> And I vomit. And then at this point, I realise that Dawson's got fingerless gloves on. And all I can think about, and you know where I'm going with this, all I can think about, but he is, he's wearing fingerless gloves. And all I can think about is him fingering Gretchen with the fingerless gloves and how horrific that would be. And I I even put in my own notes, I hate my mind, what is wrong with me? So at least I acknowledge it. So this is the point you were making about I'm going to share it because if I have to think of everyone else His fingerless gloves just Do you know how we often say we love our listeners? We love our listeners so much that we really want you to be very much in our minds and that is Katie's mind in a nutshell Yes (laughs) Should we move on? I mean, I don't know if we're moving on to anything much better because now we've got Joey and Percy and Joey and Percy's crumbling 15-year marriage is continuing apace because they are talking about Percy's birthday and Joey's apologising. Finally, Joey apologises. And again, I don't 100% blame her. I understand where she was coming from. She was put in a tough situation. But finally, she apologises. I would have apologised within the first 10 or 15 minutes, but okay. And Percy actually says, it's not your fault. Joey says, I know, but are you, I know how you must be feeling and you don't have to feel that way. And one rejection well, is anything. she doesn't anything. and he does. And I know that Joey's it's gone through a- it with worrying about only being third or fourth in the class. And I'm, I'm making fun of her and it's not fair because... Where no, everyone's are academically. problems and their problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has, you know, what you what might be a first world problem. It isn't. Joey's really, really stressed about going to college. She's worried about getting into the right college. She has gone through a lot of this, but she hasn't gone through exactly what Pacey's gone through because she keeps getting told how amazingly brilliant she is, even if she doesn't always believe it. Pacey's situation is different and she can sympathise with it, but she can't say she knows how he feels anywhere potato potato <laughs> so Pacey basically says it isn't just about the rejection and this yeah. is the really important this thing. is the, He's, the yeah this is the kicker he says it, it just is a makes real, it real. and it's something that has been at the back of my mind I'm sure it's been at the back of everybody's mind but I haven't wanted to confront it and I wasn't yes. sure when it was going to get confronted and it, it it's I'm been, surprised we've had it's to been get skirted around yeah. It has been skirted around a little bit, like how, you know, when he says, I'm going to come to college with you no matter what, and parties thinking, yeah, really, yeah, she's yeah, going to have yeah. this completely different life. But Pacey, for the first time, properly says it, and he says that he and her are on opposite paths and different roads, yeah. and they're heading further and further away from each other. Mm. And Joey says that she doesn't think that's the case. Both roads lead back to the same place, which is here and her and him. And they, things don't have to change if they don't let it. But Pacey says it's already getting harder and harder. And Joey says that they will try harder. I can't believe and you it, didn't make a joke about that. 
I couldn't because I was quite upset. About yeah, it. it was quite. I upset. mean, Pacey, quite... Pacey, it's, for Pacey, it's getting hard and hard. But it must have exploded again. Thank God for Denim. <laughs> so they hug, and then Joey wishes them a happy 18th birthday. And just like the magical snow started to fall when Gretchen and Dawson had their first kiss two episodes ago, the fireworks mm. go off as Pacey and Joey have their kiss. And obviously, drunk dad has just been setting fireworks up after driving around Cape Side. So <laughs> no, yeah, no, unless what he just can really hold wrong? his booze. I don't know. He might just be like a I mean, really I, can, I can do a lot piss, but then sometimes I can't. <laughs> and then the family all watch the fireworks together, the family that now includes Dawson and Gretchen. That's going to be fun. And oh, Pacey's God. dad puts his arm around Pacey and he wishes him a happy birthday. Yeah, as the sky all fills with these very professional fireworks. Uh, like, as an episode, I don't mind it. And, and simply, I don't mind it because I think there's some good writing in it, actually. I mean, I know on one hand, it was like characters say shit that make no sense. Just within the context of the episode, it's decent. But the stuff with Percy's family was particularly well done. And then I think back to like who wrote this episode and I think, oh God, like, I hope you're all right. Do you know what I mean? Because it was quite like the writing was quite subtle and like the way that particularly Jane Lynch's character, Mrs. Witter, did that real sort of shit sandwich do you know what I mean about like she'd say something really nice and then there'd be a real dagger in the middle and then she'd go back to being really nice that was some that was some good writing and I understand it's Percy's need to forgive his father but I agree with you it didn't work for me it didn't feel like oh yeah I would just forgive that but then also on the other hand victims of abuse do want to and, and Percy, for want of a better phrase, is a victim of abuse, isn't he? It's like emotional abuse. They do want to forgive their abusers, don't they? So in that sort of sense. But again, as everything with Dawson's Creek, we're, we're having to work really, really hard to get there and to make sense of it all and to create those sort of pockets of understanding. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, completely. So it was better than last episode, though. Yeah, it was. So much. It was. It's just it's Josh, Joshua Jackson in it. Yeah, mainly. There's a lot of Joshua. Although, <laughs> although still oh God, nothing good. Toby, I can't bear Toby. And like, I again, I don't know anything. I don't even know whether I've seen the end of season four in real life. You know, I Oh my God, the end of season four is actually quite. Di- there's some no, I mean, I don't think. There. I think I'm already into episodes that I have no recognition of, which could right, be because okay. my mind has been eaten away by the bad I, things that I've done in my life, or it could be when I stopped watching no, Dawson's Creek and discovered boys. But yeah, who knows? there'll be bits of it you do remember because, like, I still there's I do remember the end of season four, and I remember well into season five. But there's like certain characters that crop up, so I know in season five we get. Audrey for instance so there are things that like I definitely know happened but I think that you'll probably remember Audrey as well so I'd say you probably watched sporadically after a certain point is what I'd say so I think there'll be certain episodes where you go I remember this yeah, and then possibly. other things where you're like fucking no chance whatsoever but, I mean that's why we're here really isn't it like further and further we get the more and more it's like a new experience for you to a certain extent which is nice yeah yeah it is it's like doing it all over again absolutely so yeah, that's it we are that's us. we are hurtling towards our climax thankfully we're wearing denim oh shit no we're not <laughs> okay he doesn't wear denim i don't wear denim fuck we're all fucked <laughs> uh we have our live show approaching yeah if you want to see his climax publicly so technically <laughs> if you're listening the week this episode's released it is the on the Saturday coming up. So if you haven't got your tickets, you need to get your tickets and come along and see us. Otherwise, 
hook up with the discord we've put the way you can join the discord in the episode description so just get in touch with Heidi or Victoria for that and they will sort you out not in that way and yeah you can get hold of us on email Instagram Twitter Facebook all of that jazz gives a shout as always thank you for listening we're we're super grateful and we know that season four is much slower than season three at this point season three at this point was absolutely mind-bendingly wonderful so we know that the episodes of Dawson's Creek have slowed down so thanks for sticking with us so as always thank you so much for listening we will see a lot of you for the live show in Manchester this week but it's going to sound really really weird because you'll get a recorded episode next Monday and then on the live show after that so it'll all be released and we will be suffering from Dawson's Creek fatigue for want of a better phrase we most likely will feel bad for us because like imagine spending that much time with Dawson Leary yeah fuck's sake just imagine it imagine it (laughs) you don't have to imagine it because you've all done it so thank you as always see you next week and goodbye thank you and goodbye